Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Wednesday. That's a, okay. Get hard out of it, Rob. Just what? You just kick it to the curb like that? Yeah, man. Let's just, get to it. Dang. Okay. Show's here. <laughs> hey, not only am I happy for this I'm hard happy. intro. Okay. Albuquerque gets an extra minute of us today. I got Dude. three. I got three fifty nine right here. Okay, and I am happy to squeeze in this extra minute of entertainment for the friends of the show, the loyal listeners, and the Albuquerque and surrounding areas. That probably took about a minute, didn't yeah. it? No, nope, sorry. Nope. Actually, we still got like uh, twenty five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you uh... love it. Making that point you're trying to make on, on like minutes and moments and seconds, making that making that point because because that's what the that's what the Lakers game came down to last night. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, speaking of minutes, it looks like the San Diego Padres are running out of minutes as they're facing a two zero deficit already. Uh, Bottom of the fourth, Phillies up four two. Yeah, the game's over. Head coach of the UNM Lobo basketball team, Richard Patino, joining us at 4.15. Stoked. That'll what a dude. Very good. What a dude. Talk some UNM basketball. I'm excited for this year. Oh, my gosh. Fireworks Same, in the backcourt. man. Same. Mashburn named to the All-Mountain West. That makes sense to me. Yeah. That makes sense. A little house and mash. Do you feel like house? Mash house. That, what? <laughs> Jamal Mashhouse. I'm predicting a big step forward from Sebastian, the Swedish. Not how life works. So, and I don't know if if regular friend of the show knows, but now that there's like three, arguably four, like prominent, really good wrestling promotions, everything is pro wrestling. There's so many references to pro wrestling right now. There's so many references that just breeze right by me that you and Robert know about. (laughs) And I have no clue. Just no clue. Inside baseball, Van gave me like a tongue lashing on scissoring the other day, claiming that the it, handshake, the handshake scissoring, <laughs> clarify, claiming, claiming that it was a stolen bit from pro wrestling. Yeah, and out the gate, I was like, everything I do is pro wrestling. Yeah, the weird handshake I did before this weird handshake also pro wrestling. I keep giving you credit. No. for things. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool and clever. You thought and he then, created this? And then days or weeks or months down the road, I'll find out that, oh, that's wrestling. It's always wrestling. Okay, that's wrestling. Everything is pro wrestling. Jim Ursay in the NFL right now is pro wrestling. Yes, he is. That is sweet. Yep. All yeah. of it is pro- LeBron James. Jarrah. Thank you. Yeah. Which we will go into at, I will, I will burn two and a half hours on Let's, this thing. I will talk to Coach Patino, and then I will talk only... Jim Ursay, we're going to do a power ranking today of NFL owners. This has just Stoke. come to me. Oh, right. yeah, we're doing good. that. This is good. I, I don't know if Green Bay is first or last, but they can only be one of the two. Well, it depends on how we're ranking these. Yeah, good point. We'll need qualifiers. Criteria. Yeah. yeah, sure. Everything is pro wrestling right now. LeBron James is pro wrestling because he played a minute less than Anthony Davis, and that's pro wrestling to me because that's a storyline that you can wear out. Okay. Because Anthony Davis, who's as injury prone as any human being on the planet. Mm-hmm. Not his eyebrows. 
Ow. Sturdy. Yeah. I brow. Very strong. Sturdy. Don't say brows. Yeah. There's like the, there's the slightest little gap in the middle. Mm-mm. That's called his nose. It's like a it's like a state line mm-hmm. when you're looking at a country map. Just a little sliver in between. Am I hypnotizing you? No. With doing I'm stroking my pin in between my eyeballs right, right now. Oh man. If you're not watching us on Comcast like twenty six. I don't like that at all. <laughs> there's no hypnotizing Fred. It was like what you were doing with your pen on your nose was like a pin stripe that the Padres are wearing on the uniforms as they're getting that whoop today. They got that whoop yesterday, too. You know, I did predict the Phillies to win. Yeah, in their red uniforms because because uh, you're into ginger stuff. Well, ginger is orange, not red. So, okay, not so true. So back that up a little bit. Um, but the Padres, except for the big three, we're talking jerseys. Not play on the field. Thank okay. you. All right. Yankees, Dodgers, Cardinals. Padres are the best in the game. I don't care who you think is best. You're wrong. Robert's a big Ooh. Arizona Diamondbacks guy. See, I like the Diamondbacks. I have them ranked slightly after the Padres. Robert, uh, you like them because they look like men's league softball but, uniforms, and you really like when guys wear their men's league softball uniforms out to the bar. Here's here's why I have to disagree. <laughs> This is why I have to disagree with you, Van. Okay. If they were that nice, they would have never went away from him. You're making a good point. But it's not like San Diego is one of the classic baseball franchises out there. That's true. They're new to the scene. They went away. And they've changed a lot. But they went away from due to peer pressure from 9-11. And you're like, what are you talking about, Fred? Okay. They went with the military, like, gray, blue, mm-hmm. like, kind of thing. San Diego, obviously, a big military thing. Mm-hmm. So that was when they were like, okay, we're this now. Like, we're not the cool. By the way, Padres colors are the colors of our new T-shirts. Like, we didn't accidentally steal this. Sure. <laughs> like, like we know what we're doing here. <laughs> Quit going behind the scenes with us, Fred. What? Friend of the show No, We have to talk up the Padres jerseys and colors and then drop the shirts. Like, Don't let them behind the scenes. Very I, smart. I thought this was, I thought everything was pro wrestling, Fred. Yeah. Quit breaking kayfabe. All right, so the thing oh. about so the thing about all right, thank, I, that's that's I the, that's the extent that's the thank extent of my you. knowledge. Hey, that's he, all I know. Right, that there. sounded real professional. Thank right you. There. It means yeah. the world to me. <laughs> that's all I know. I did. I studied a little kayfabe. What is that? It's what? very yeah. important. What do you? Wow. Why I can't stop smiling? Look at <laughs> Put your You're face like a away. Proud father. What is this? <laughs> this is so nice. As you know, I used to work in the mental health industry. This yeah. is, this and we're going to talk about that on Buck Show coming uh, this. Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah, yeah, well, yeah this coming I you were Tuesday. Doing it last night, what happened? I had to watch. I had to watch the BS show last night with Robert and Scott, where they for three straight hours just only dropped names as they were running people through the mud locally. Oh, that's nice! True. I watched that's, that's, three straight hours. That's the great thing about having a podcast, <laughs> Robert. I put your podcast on in the background. I was choring. Yeah, I was doing work. Van and I just started a new project with Ryan Lavarnway called yes. called Going Oppo. Going. He's, Go, hey, he's the man. He's a dude. Oh. Goingoppopodcast.com. You can go to it right now. Check us out on the uh, on episode zero of this thing that we're creating. And I'm listening to you the whole time. And Robert's like, this venue, garbage. This, <laughs> this entertainer, garbage. This sports thing associated with the town, garbage. The, anyone who has enthusiasm for any energy that's not me here in town, garbage. And I'm like, I'm at home. I'm as happy as I am right now. You're talking about pro wrestling. I'm into you boys right now. <laughs> Well, you're welcome. Check out the BS Show podcast. As soon as I found out what kayfabe was, 
and how important it was to like modern society and how like politics have literally used pro wrestling yes mm-hmm. for their campaigns i was like yep. this is wildly interesting let me check it out also still don't care about wrestling in professional wrestling, kayfabe <laughs> is a noun, okay? Mm-hmm. So I know Van regularly confuses those. Yeah, for sure. The portrayal of staged events within the Don't you the dare industry. try to kayfabe me right now. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Are you gasfabing me? <laughs> are you K-lighting me? A noun is the portrayal of staged events within the industry as quote-unquote real or true, specifically the portrayal of competition, rivalries, and relationships between participants. So what it is is it's the work. Kayfabe work. is mm-hmm. the storyline. Yep. Also, pro wrestling is not a show about guys actually wrestling. Pro wrestling is a show about a show of guys actually wrestling each other. Most of pro wrestling is not wrestling in the ring. No, no one cares no, about that part. No, no. No one's cared about that since Hulk Hogan picked up Andre the Giant. That's what it was over. After that, it, it's all yeah. been a soap opera. They ain't even care then. <laughs> well, that's, not, that's really not even a move. That's, that's just a... <laughs> There's feet only, of strength. There's only one move in pro wrestling, and it's an RKO out of nowhere, and it lasts this long. That's it. And then it's done. That's it. And you have to go back to everything else that's regular, including the point I'm trying to get to, very regular, the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, okay. Oh, they yeah. can do nothing. They have a garbage roster. Mm-hmm. The Warriors went 10 deep last night, played everyone for like 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. Dude, their their ball boy got ninety seconds. That was crazy. He got a minute and a half. Yeah, and cleaned up the glass yep. one time. Yes, <laughs> like, he missed a three, but he got two rebounds. Hey, when you look at the Lakers, Robert, as a Lakers fan, because obviously you have uh, childhood trauma. Yeah. Do you see them as the thing that you remember as beautiful and and lovely and and a part of your childhood and nostalgic driven <clears throat> ignorance, or do you recognize them as what they currently are, which is geriatric and terrible? I don't even have to go that far. I don't even see them as Kobe's last game when they won like 13 games a season. I can't handle that. Yes, that's how bad they are. But they won the championship two years ago. Yeah, with nobody on the roster except for LeBron and AD. LeBron and the Brow. Yeah. Yeah, but but they are basically the Denver Broncos of the NBA because they're going to be on every primetime game getting smacked. And they still, they got a Russ, too, that can't (laughs) cook. Yep. What happens in the third quarter when they come out and can't even put 20 on the board? You can't even drop 20 in the third quarter? You're going to tell me, professional-level NBA player, you can't make 10 baskets in a quarter? Yep. Figure your lives out. It's pretty rough. It's two baskets per person. Can't even do it. Dog, they lose to San Francisco. Tomorrow they're going to lose to the Clippers, and I'm telling you, blow them up. Two games in? Ship him out. <laughs> Bron's not going to be there next year anyways. He's going where Bronny's going. Thank goodness. Ouch. Yeah, you did hurt a lot of feelings there. LeBron right? is still a top five guy on the planet. No, he's not. He is a top five no. player. That's the problem. Still. That's the problem. Still. If LeBron is your main guy on your team, you're not winning a championship. He's one of the best five players on the planet. No. Even at his age. Nah. But he is a bottom five GM. Look what he did with Russ Westbrook. That was stupid. He's about to, tomorrow night, in his own building, which is now the Clippers building. It's called Clippers.com Arena now. (laughs) He's going to look across half court, and he's going to dab up Kawhi Leonard, John Wall, 
Paul George. And then he's going to look at his squad and go, well, this ain't damn fair. Hey, I could have had any of these two other guys. <laughs> it's his fault. He was supposed to get Kawhi. Kawhi said, nope. I'm going to the JV team to make them the varsity team. Dog, they, hey, they is the varsity team. Yep. By the way, I told you to watch out for Zion this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to tell you, watch out for John Wall this year. If he is healthy, he will ball out on that team. Let's go to break because I want to come back and I want to talk to you and him Lobos basketball. And I'm going to do it with Coach Patino, and it's going to be very good and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I want you, friends of the show, to stop. Uh, you, I get it. You just got off work, friends of the show. You're driving home. By the time you get home, you're going to be in your driveway. Stay in the car. Stay tuned for this one because we're talking Lobos basketball. I'll get the sponsors after Coach P because I'm ready for this interview. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Head coach of your UNM Lobos, Richard Patino, joining us on the program. Coach, welcome. I had you on the mute, Coach. That's my fault. Welcome, Coach. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. Doing great. How's the, how's uh, how's fall practice going now that you guys are officially underway? How's the team looking? How are you feeling, my man? You know, it's been good. I mean, it's um, we still have a we have a lot of new pieces, um, but some important pieces. You know, when you add two transfers in Josiah Alec and Morris Udaisy, and you know they're going to be significant roles. It's going to take a little bit of time for them to understand what it is that we're trying to do. Um, and then with the returners back, they need to really help them. But I feel like going into year two, we have grown and we've improved this program substantially. I was looking at numbers today. We we jumped huge. You know, when I took the job at Ken Palm, we were ranked 294. And we jumped to 138 in just one year. So we're really, really excited about uh, kind of where we're going and excited to get started. Coach, an absolute wealth of talent in the backcourt. You got those two spots set, plug and play. Does that make it easier for you as a coach to game plan the rest of the squad? Well, somebody said to me today on uh, Mountain West Media Day, they said, you've got five starters back, that's got to be great. And I said, well, we have five starters back that won 13 games. So it's not like we have five starters back that went to a Sweet 16. So um, Mash and House are very good players, um, but they still have a lot to learn and a lot to get better at. But they're really, really good leaders in the locker room. They're easy to coach. They're eager to learn. And I think when you have two guys like that, everybody else can watch and say, you know what, okay, they're coachable. Um, They love to work. They love to play. So, when you have guys in your program this early in a rebuild, it certainly is very, very helpful for everybody. Coach, everyone knows, like you said, five starters are coming back. Can you name us a player that the fans don't have on their radar right now, but you should let them know to keep an eye out for? Well, we had five guys starting on last year's team that are coming back. I don't anticipate that lineup being the same, um, just with additions through recruiting. Um, I don't know if there's one guy. I mean, I think I think they're all working really hard. We've had some bumps and bruises in the fall. Um, I'm excited about our freshman class. I mean, Donovan Dent is is kind of the point guard of the future for us. He's talented. He passes the ball well. 
he finishes at the rim. Um, you know, but Braden and Quentin have been impressive as well. So I don't know if there's one guy. I, I can't pick one. I think they've all been very, very competitive. But it's to a point now where we need to start beating up on other people and not just on ourselves. I, I don't think I'm breaking this news to you, but the preseason poll just came out, right? So it's like it's fresh. It's out. There's 11 teams in the preseason for the Mountain West. And the Lobos are right there at number five, but pretty significant difference between you guys and everyone beneath you. You were real competitive against Colorado State and Boise and Wyoming and San Diego State last year. Does this feel like this is where you guys are supposed to be? Do you feel like you're seated correctly? And are these the rungs you're going to climb to get to the top? Well, you know, I took the job, as I kind of said before, you're slumbering that before I'm getting palm your third three and that. I think that we would be competing for a championship in year two. Hey, Coach. Not, coach, you know, I think we're losing yeah. you on the signal. Let's do this. Let's let's back out. Uh, one more time, Coach. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not quite there for us. Is that better? Oh, it might be a tough uh-huh. one there. Might be, you know, that the the mountain. I'm gonna oh, assume it's the mountain. Sure. Yeah, yeah, the mountain probably. Coach, if you're with us, I'm gonna shoot you a text. I'll have you call us back. All right. Bye. Oh, we might have had him there at the end. Yeah, right <laughs> at the end. Right, right at the end. Came right back. <laughs> that's oh, so goodness. funny. Oh, that's a bummer. Did it just get really cloudy and windy up on the mountain right now? Yeah, and then... that's what it was. Don't the weather know that we got Coach P on? <laughs> Come on. Know? Don't you know? Can't you Don't wait? You know what's up? Can't you wait twelve and a half minutes for some better weather? Well, and what it is is he was about to be like, hey, just heads up, this Lobos team, like we're a rocket ship going to the top, and because we're a rocket ship going to the top, there might be a cloud in the way. Mm. You know, you know, it's just Coach Patino back now, with fellas? I got you, brother. So, Welcome back. So you were about to describe right, – Sorry the, about that. That's all right. You were going to describe the Lobos as a rocket ship going to success, but a literal cloud interrupted your cell phone and that <laughs> rocket propulsion. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, as I was mentioning, State, uh, Colorado State, Boise State, Wyoming, San Diego State, these are teams you've been competitive with and beat a few of them. Is this where you feel like the Lobos should lie in the 11 teams of the Mountain West? Well, what I, what I was trying to say before is – you know, the, the game has changed because of the transfer portal that you can somewhat go from last to shooting up to being picked, whatever, fourth, fifth, or whatever. The sustaining it is the hard part. Um, so, yes, our talent has really drastically improved since I got here. I think our culture is good, but how do we figure out how to do it together? I do not know because we haven't grown – you know, there's been some guys in the locker room last year that beat Wyoming, which is a ranked team, which is great. Um, competed very hard against Colorado State. It was terrific. But we've got to find a way to break through. Does that happen this year? I don't know. Um, I, I like our talent. I do. But I also know that there are some programs in this, this league that have had sustained success, which we have not had. San Diego State's terrific. Uh, Boise State is really good. Colorado State all very good, and Wyoming's got two of the best players in the league. So we need our home court, and we need our guys to attack this thing right away. Coach, I don't often fanboy out, but Sebastian, the Swedish streetball four-swing, has a special (laughs) place in my heart. What was Sebastian's offseason like, and what are we expecting from this young man going forward? Well, just a phenomenal human being. I mean, as good of a person – as good of a teammate, as, as coachable as any players in my 10 years of being a head coach. Um, 
he had a kind of a choppy offseason. He went and played for the Swedish national team, which was great, but then hurt his kind of his thumb, um, missed some time there, came back late, didn't spend the summer with us because he wanted to play in that, which I supported. And then he had a um, little sinus infection where he missed time, and then he had a concussion. So today was his first day back, and we're a different team when he's in there. He's just so big and strong and physical and has a great feel of how to play the game. So um, he's very, very important to be in the lineup because he's going to get better and better and better. He just has to stay healthy. Coach, okay. We know about the backcourt, powerful backcourt. We have the transfer, Morris from Wichita State. The fans, you know how UNM fans are. You know how we are. We love to come into every season thinking and wanting the team to do the best. Are you telling the fans or should the fans be a little optimistic or cautious with their optimism? Well, I, there's always two types of fans. There's there's the fans that really, really care, that are very irrational, and there's fans that are uh, apathetic. So I'd rather have fans who care and who are irrational than apathy. Um, so be crazy. You know, be, be, have high expectations. All I ask of you is to come to our games and to support the team. And you know what? If we don't play – if you come to our game – and you spend money, and we don't play to the standard that we all hope that we should be playing to, I have no problem with criticism. It's the ones that don't come and don't support, mm. but then sit back and yeah. criticize. Those right, are the right. ones that I struggle with. So I, I hope we have high expectations. I, I decided to come to New Mexico because I wanted to compete for championships. Um, with that being said, I think it's very important that we understand where we're at as a program. So – uh, are we ready to win a championship yet? I don't know. But what I do know is our roster is significantly stronger now than it was when I first got here. And I look forward to continuing to build it and continuing to grow it. As you talk about support and championships, how does being featured so many – is it 19 or 20 times you guys are featured on national broadcast this year? Like how how much easier does it become <laughs> – for you and your brand of Lobo basketball to find support and to find opportunity when the entire nation is literally watching. You know, it's funny when I was kind of making the decision. So when I was being fired at Minnesota, my AD at the time, (laughs) a good friend of mine was the AD at Boise state. And he said to me, he said, well, we hear you're involved with New Mexico. And I said, honestly, I'm not involved. Now they're on the radar. I want to see where we stand here. And he said to me, he said, I'm just telling you, the Mountain West needs New Mexico to be good. And you're starting to see now in year two, we go from 12 nationally televised games to all of our games nationally televised. The Mountain West knows that we have one of the best fan bases in the whole conference. They know that when they put our games on TV and the pit is sold out, it's good for the brand. So it's the reason why I came here, because I truly do believe that not that the conference is going to hand us anything, but we're one of the iconic brands out in the West, uh, especially for basketball. And and everything is better when Lobo basketball is good. Coach, earlier you mentioned, you know, your new recruits, Alec and Udezi, your transfers. Are these guys just going to come in hot and start playing a significant number of minutes? Are you going to work them into the program? 
Well, I expect him to make an impact right away for sure. Um, we had a scrimmage, a closed scrimmage, and we didn't treat it like a real game by any means, but it was good to get those guys out there. You could tell there were some jitters, missed a couple layups around the basket, but uh, it was great to see. So they're, they're going to understand, like, they have a, they got a big rep. People know that they're important pieces to what we're doing, so they're going to come after them. You know, Morris in the scrimmage, he got trapped every time he caught the ball. We haven't trapped him once in practice yet. <laughs> nice. um, you know, so they're very, very important, obviously, to this team, um, and they will be thrown in the fire right away. But that doesn't mean that Sebastian and Jay and Barima and those guys aren't important as well. We need to have everybody because who knows what might happen with foul trouble and injuries and so on. This Friday, Coach, 21st, 7 p.m., the Cherry and Silver game at the pit. What can fans expect to see while coming out to the pit this Friday? Well, we're doing it, obviously, for a fan engagement standpoint. Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, it'll be fun because there'll be a three-point shooting contest. There'll be a dunk contest. And then we'll scrimmage a little bit. But I think more than anything, it's you're coming out of COVID. Obviously, we're excited about the team. But we've got to get – you know, this town in the winter talking about the Lobos again. So it's a great opportunity, homecoming weekend, to come out into the pit. Um, it's all for the fans, you know, and, and get them reengaged and get them to where all of our home games, it's almost impossible to win here. And we do have one of the best fan bases in all college basketball. I do believe that. So Friday's an opportunity for everybody to come out. I got a kind of a next-level question. This is one specifically for me. The chess game that is the transfer portal, Coach, you have some new ones. Everyone's got some new ones. You have to kind of hide what your guys have done previously at other schools, or you have to look to footage of guys when they played with programs that aren't the current program they're with. Coach, how do you make all that connect in your head? How do you scout out opponents, and how do you disguise what you have to your opponents? That's an interesting question. I mean, it, it's like we just played a close scrimmage the other day, and, you know, we lost and give Northern Arizona credit. But, you know, people have been, oh, what happened? I'm like, guys, I ran two plays. Yeah. We've got about 20 plays yeah. in. I don't want Southern Utah getting a hold or right. even calling yeah. Northern Arizona and asking them what we're running. So there's the chess game in that. Um, as for the, the new age of recruiting, it's really interesting because in the fall, you know, and we've got one commitment that I can't speak specifically, I'm really excited about, but we may only take one in the fall, maybe two. The, the, the recruiting in the spring has become so much more important and valuable. So patience is a virtue because you can get some really good players in April, May, even June because of transfers. There's just so much turnover. Um, it's just the, the world that we live in now. And, um, but you do have to be patient. You can't panic. The fall used to be everybody's Super Bowl and recruiting. It's now turned into the spring. Last one, Coach, before I cut you loose. I know you break the season up into runs. Maybe it's four games. Maybe it's five games. After the first four or five games of the season, after the first 10, 12 games of the season, where do you expect to see the boys at? Well, you know, I – I kind of break it up into one-game seasons, obviously. Ooh, honestly. I mean, okay. I, I, I'm all about let's just focus on one game at a, t game at a time, clean up whatever it is that we got to do, keep getting better. So, uh, obviously, the conference is what's most important. Uh, but you want to have a great non-conference to put yourself in a position to where you can get in that large bid. Um, you know, are we staring at that in year two? I don't know. Um, 
but we've got opportunities. We've got good quality in our non-conference where we're going to play a lot of opponents who've won a lot of games. Let's go find a way to beat them. And and if we lose, let's learn from it and keep growing. Cherry and Silver this Friday and then at home versus the Thunder Wolves of Colorado State University Pueblo. What are we doing here? What are we doing? We're bringing in the Armac? We're doing a little (laughs) Armac basketball? I'm about that life. Coach, we're excited for you. We're excited for the season, and let's do this more often. All right, thank you. Anytime. Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. What a good dude. What a good dude. I am really excited for this season. Yeah. Lobos last year opened up against Highlands. You know, we were Rob and I were there. Robert yeah. and I were there. Yeah, we were. And and they came out and it was, hey, we're going to press the whole thing. We're going to shoot a bunch of threes. We're going to run. We're going to do this thing. And I, I was like, well, this team. I mean, you could have a lot of gas in the tank to be mm-hmm. this team last year. And then as that gas, you know, started winding down a little bit, they changed it up. You know, and, the, sure. and obviously they came back to life and uh, tough end of the year last year, which is is what it is. Yeah. But if if this Lobos team can kind of establish themselves early and. Get out there and beat some opponents. What was that loss last year to Nevada? Like six points at the end or seven? Like nothing. A couple baskets. Sure. A couple baskets. A couple good bounces. Right. And if you remember, uh, Senior Day was that big win over UNLV. Like it's not like there's not momentum there. And I don't know if this associates. I feel like the basketball tournament, like that's a reason the Lobos are on TV right now. We packed that place out for the basketball tournament. Every time. Every time. Biggest attendance of any place. The pit did it again. Crazy. That's Kenny Thomas stuff. Sure. Kenny Draw. Shout out, KT. Where we get back, I am only talking NFL owners. <laughs> Hold on. We're talking about one of the coolest moments that I've ever seen in baseball that just happened. Well, then we're talking NFL. Two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our dates at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at the 669er boys we can dinner down there what's up we trying to stop in get a little what'd you have what'd you have yesterday robert Chicken oh steak? whatever it was it was the best it was- <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness the weekend is for new mexico's vodka teller vodka monday nights so i can only spend one day at howie's a week yeah there's no way because the day in another one. <laughs> i spend a week at howie's every one day a week one day a week i spend yes. a week at howie's yeah i'm my over under is 1.5 yeah really it feels like half a month as hard as we go yeah we can't do that every day no no yeah not at all no no we cannot do it on tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday but we can do it on how day well i mean like every once in a while friday or saturday <laughs> yeah. but we go so hard on monday we juice the whole week yep Get ready for Van at Fall Fest. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, Van, so give it to me. You were saying, as we were talking to Coach Patino, like literally the second we hung up with him, that there was a base hit in the Phillies-Padres game, but it was like a significant base hit, and I was like, I don't understand. Make me understand. Uh Uh-oh. So here I am. Make me understand. Sure. Everybody's talking about the unlikely matchup of Phillies versus Padres. Sure. Everybody's talking about Bryce Harper versus Manny Machado. Yes. But a storyline that's kind of like seeped through the cracks Uh is two brothers are playing against each other in the playoffs. Well, I think Soto is one, and then who's the other brother? Okay, um, I don't know if Caribbean <laughs> Islanders refer to themselves as brothers. Okay, so Profar is one. I think island brothers. You're, you're, oh, okay. Uh, island brothers. Look at that island boy. <laughs> I think you're talking about Josh Bell and Jerickson Profar. Thank you. That's, yes. yeah, That's sorry, different. sorry. But actual blood brothers oh. are Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Aaron Nola uh-huh. and his older brother, San Diego Padres catcher Austin Nola. And neither one of them are from New Orleans, right? 
No, none of them from okay. NOLA. You know what? That would mess me up. Watching yeah. watching highlights, I'm like, why are they calling these guys New Orleans? That's, that's a very good example. <laughs> yeah, and actually Austin is not a suburb of New Orleans either, so it's not Austin, New Orleans, Louisiana. So is it Austin and Aaron? So they're twins, you're saying? They are not twins. Austin is the older brother, even though Aaron made his MLB debut before. Austin and Aaron is what, like, the pretty girl who got – like pregnant in high school, names are twins. Correct. Whenever they, and then they grow up to become like professional baseball players. Yes, very much in the tune of Braden and Jaden. Yes, that's what this is. Uh huh. But they are separate ages. Austin being the older brother. Okay. And the Phillies just now were up four two. That's good. Good and start for them. Aaron Nola is a top shelf picture pitcher in the MLB. If you don't know this already, stop saying their names without saying their teams. You're confusing me. Yeah, me too. Aaron Aaron of the Phillies. Okay. Yeah. Aaron Philly Noah okay. was pitching uh-huh. with a 4-2 lead and a man on second base. Uh, two men on? Correct. Just one. All right. Just one person on second. And he's pitching to his older brother, Aww. who he's dominated the past two years. They've already played against each other a couple times, okay. but never in the playoffs and never with the stakes this high. Mm-hmm. An older bro, Austin of the Padres, the catcher, I'm being very specific for you here, Fred. It helps. Gets a little knock to right field to score the Padres shortstop Kim before to make it a one-run deficit. Now, before you complete the story, okay, Robert, you were correct. They're from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Wow, not, not New Orleans. Not New Orleans. But it's close. But it's close, close enough. enough. Yeah, that is close yes. as it gets. Yeah. Yes. So he gets a base knock, gets an RBI. Yeah. Urixson Profar. Right, one of the brothers. Gets him over. <laughs> now he's on second base. Juan Soto then goes and gets a hit to knock in Austin Nola. Okay. So in the battle of the brothers, mm-hmm. in this situation, Austin just won as after that Soto hit, he was chased from the game. So older brother Austin got an RBI, got a run, and chased his brother from the game. That is huge, and I can't wait to hear stories from Thanksgiving and Christmas this right. year. And at Halloween, if they so wanted, they could go as the Brothers of Destruction, Kane and Undertaker. Just immediately go to wrestling. Oh, hey. sorry. Just, yeah, just immediately. Okay. Wanted to make sure. <laughs> and we're on the we're on the phone with Coach Patino, and obviously you don't interrupt Coach Patino. No. How dare you? And I'm not watching the game and, out of the, the corner cor- of my eye. In the corner of my eye, I'm watching this legendary matchup of the Nola brothers, and I'm like, I really want to chime in right now, but there is no way I'm interrupting Coach Patino to tell him about some brothers playing in the National League Championship Series. But also, it's pretty cool. Who are the it's most? Pretty, it's pretty cool. Who are the most famous brothers in baseball? Probably the Ripkins. Is that right? Uh, that's very heavy on one brother. Weren't there like three <laughs> DiMaggio's as well? Yeah, the Boone family. Is well represented. The the Necro Alamars? family. Oh, hey, hold on. Hey, <laughs> Crow Necro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. That's fine. Alomar. I think the yeah gr- Alomar is a good one. Yeah. The greatest brothers in the history of baseball. The Flying Molinas. The Aarons, obviously. All right, no, that's not a good answer. <laughs> uh, those brothers share the all-time home run record. First off. The Flying Molina brothers. There were three of them. Uh huh. But also, like Robert said, the Flying Alus. So there's three of them, too. They all fly? The Boyers? Weren't there three Boyers? Ken, Cloyd, 
I don't know. Maybe there weren't. Yeah, I don't I, As far as brothers go, I mean, yeah. it's a cool little matchup, I guess. I think it's sweet. Brett and Aaron. Oh, hey, Jeff and Jared Weaver. That's a that's strong mm, word yeah. right there. Jeff Weaver won a World Series of the St. Louis Cardinals. Pedro and Ramon Martinez. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a super good one. Yeah. Alomar's? Did we mention Alomar's? Yeah, Robert did, yeah. You, yeah. You, you, you dropped Alomar already. Yeah, mm-hmm. Roberto and Sandy. When it jumps out to me. Orlando and Levon. It's Alomar's, Ripkins, Molina's. Because they were all good. The best two, though, Dizzy and Paul Dean. They're the, both they're both mm, good. And they yeah. both played for the Cardinals at the same time, and that was super cool. It's bonus points for you. And Look if you that. read their book, which I've never read a book in my life, very funny. Justin and BJ Upton were the two most talented. I agree with that one. I think Hank Aaron and any family member. <laughs> <laughs> Hank and Cut and Pete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Alu. Oh, Gaylord Perry, Jim Perry. Wilton and Vladimir Guerrero. Mm-hmm. A little top-heavy on one of them, but still still cool. All right, so I just Googled it, too. Paul Warner. No, Paul Lanner and Lloyd Wanner. I don't know who that is. Oh, they, okay, because they played in the 1920s. Yeah, so miss yeah. me with that. If it's not today, it's not for me. <laughs> I don't care about old news. I'm not into nostalgia. I'm only I'm only into forward movement, momentum. I'm like I'm like the Jim Ursay of sports talk. But if hey. they if, if the Nola boys keep this up for a decade, yeah, they won't. They're going to be in this conversation. <laughs> Aaron Nola, the one is like is 32. A, yeah, he's, excellent he's already pitcher. up there. Austin Nola, like his arm will just fall off after the season. He's like, listen. Wait, is he the pitcher or the catcher? Austin's the catcher. Catcher. Right. The other one. <laughs> Aaron has like. Well, you could say his knees. A few good years ahead of him. Yeah. Hey. And also, what's with Major League Baseball catcher not wearing knee savers? Do they not want to save their knees? I get that they're not sexy. I get they're not cool. But they save your knees. If Yachty does it, it's okay. He does not. Yeah, he does. No. I thought I thought yeah. he wears every piece of equipment known to man. Yeah. Hey, he looks like a. Like a Terminator like mm. thing when he goes out there. Like not Terminator. What's the one? Predator. Thank you. Yeah. That was. How did you know? Yeah. Yeah. That my was, description that was, was random. so bad. Yeah. Oh my god. We spend five every day of five years together. How did you know what I'm talking about? Of course. We're like an old married couple. We could finish each other's sentences. Sentences. <laughs> four four. Yeah. Bottom of the fifth. Two down. Bases are loady. I don't know a ton about this Drury kid for San Diego, but he comes through. He comes Clutch. through. And also, it gets to that point when you're only in game two, and if you're Philadelphia, who's been able to go up big, also here's the pitch, and you're able to go up big. Oh, I feel like a fool. We left one out. Shout out to friend of the show, uh huh, our NFL insider, Ned James. Oh, how's all Ned doing? Ken and George Brett. Very good oh, answer. Oh, yeah. Strong. Super Strong good work. answer. Strong work right there. Yeah, Babe and Baby Ruth. Also, San Diego goes ahead 6-4. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We were on the program last night whenever the Yankee game wrapped, and then we talked to friend Josh Sushan. We, it was the whole thing, right? Sure. So, at the end of the Yankee game last night, who's playing second base for the Yankees? Also, shout out to friend of the show, Chuck, mentioned the Boyer Brothers of Baseball. That's a very good. It's a very yes. good. Yeah. Very good reference. That's going back a little bit. Yeah. But that's very good. 
So the Yankees win this baseball game yesterday, okay? Mm-hmm. Cool. Congratulations to the Yankees. Going on to the World Series. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> I like when I tell a joke for Robert. And you, and you were like, I just, I hate you, Fred. <laughs> it's, my, it's my bad taking the bait. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. stupid. You should just let it sit there for a minute. Yeah, let it simmer. So, so this Torres cat comes across second, and as he records the final out, he rocks the baby to sleep. Did you boys see this? Yes. Sure did. Yes. The best thing I've ever seen in my whole life. He rocks the baby to sleep. <laughs> because <laughs> this is a thing that I guess the Cleveland Commanders were doing mm-hmm. on home runs or something. And I'm like, I didn't even go to notice it. Like, I didn't, whenever it happened the first time as a fan, I'm like, oh, don't know, don't care. By the way, San Diego up three right now over the Phillies. But Torres, rocks the baby asleep. And whenever the Cleveland Commanders does it, no one says a word, no one cares. Soon as the Yankees do it. Right. Oh, my God. This crazy <laughs> the game. I'm old man Snow. I hate the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> the Cleveland baseball team, their player Josh Naylor. That's his name. Mm, that, yeah. He's he's been doing it all year. Yeah. Just sweet. Yeah. But he was a fool. It's insanely foolish. For doing it to Garrett Cole. So stupid. Yeah. That, that makes it yeah. that you're still down two. Hired gun, you're Garrett st- Cole. You're still down two. And you're going to do a celebration to piss off the other team? The only dude more Give them manly chalkboard material? than Davy Crockett, Garrett Cole? <laughs> what? <laughs> I would have done it too, though, man. You would have? I don't care if we were down 12 to nothing. I'm rocking my baby. That's, <laughs> that's my signature move. I'm getting it off. In Naylor's defense, yeah. <laughs> Edwin Encarnacion did oh. give his parrot a ride every single home run, no matter the score or who they're playing. Good reference. Juan Encarnacion lost his career while standing in the on-deck circle, took a foul ball off the orbital socket. Mm. So very sad for he. Not sure if they're brothers. I'm not going to uh, stipulate here, as I have no frame of reference whatsoever. Understood. There's a lot of Smiths (laughs) out there, Fred. Uh, Hear me out. Okay. You should have different movements with the baby depending upon the score. So if you take Ah, the lead, you rock the baby. If you tie the game, you burp the burp baby. It. Uh-huh. I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad you said it. Uh-huh. I was going there. Yep. If you if you well, need, if you need some more runs, you nurse the yeah, baby. Yeah, you nurse ah. the baby. Oh, rest it, nestle now, it against your teat. If mm. you hit the walk off home run, you do the move where you put your two index fingers out, like if you're connecting electricity to each other. Hold them a baby's arms width apart. Put them between your legs, and you pretend to pantomime a baby walking for the first time. All the way around the bases. Okay, you're reaching. Whoa, you're reaching was, there. I would not know what you're you were on doing. to something. Yes. I'd be like, "What you're in the world?" Is Robert's doing? like, "Just push up. Just push up. <laughs> push up. Baby cradle thing. I don't have kids. What are those he called? Said walker. A cradle. <laughs> or, push a walker. Or hear me out. Uh huh. You implant yourself with a special blow up inflatable. It's called a okay, like a. And then you hit the walk off home run, and as you are running the bases. You become pregnant in okay. your jersey, <laughs> That's very good. and then the second you touch home, you lay down and you birth yeah. a new baby. Robert, what's that thing you sit on that's very funny? It's a fart in a bag. Well, a whoopee Whoop- cushion. cushion. That's what you get is a whoopee a cushion. A whoopee cushion, yeah. It's a fart in a bag is what I said. Mm-hmm. 
That's pretty spot on. Excellent description. I knew exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. All of these baby things are very good. And like, let's, all right, also you can use it for failures, right? So say you strike out, then you can you change the baby. Mm, you, yeah. Like, yeah, you have okay. to, yeah. Different momentum. Yeah. Also, this one, now hear me out. You steal a base, you got to just do peekaboo. Like now you're really, there's no, a lot of levels nah. to this. If you steal a base, you go raising Arizona on them. You steal a baby. That's what? What? Whoa. Yeah. Hold up. Hold niche on, reference. Yeah, young, that, young Nick Cage there. That's, yeah. that's not even like juggling your keys in front of <laughs> That's what I would have done. Yeah, he yeah. went straight to a felony. Yeah, that's, come on yeah. now. So if, speaking of jiggling the keys, I was just going to do that one next. <laughs> Were you? Yeah, what was so that for? You're, you're, in, you're in the. <laughs> you're, you're so stupid. What? You're, you're in the box, and then the pitcher calls time. And you need to get his attention back, uh-huh. so you jiggle the keys okay. for, to the pitcher. Hey, focus here. Speaking need, of, your, need your attention. Speaking of focus, NFL owners, where we get back, thank you for regularly listening to Two Men On, as we very much appreciate you and your feedback to the program and this organization. I'm proud to be a part of it. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Okay, we're back at it. Oh, good. Good good first hour. I agree. Got in front of me a list of all the owners in the NFL. Cool? Okay, All right, cool. We'll get into that in a minute. So the NFL owners meetings are for some reason happening right now. They don't normally happen right now, but they got a problem. They got a huge problem. And that's that of the Washington Guardians owner, Dan Snyder. He sucks. Or does he? Oh, he does. Maybe all these allegations against him the last two years was just collusion amongst the 30 other owners and Khan. I like how whenever you went into the delivery of that, if knowing or not, you went into like William Shatner and Star Trek Three. <laughs> Khan. I think Shahid Khan is like completely autonomous from all of this drama. So there's actually 31 owners involved in all this BS, and also Shahid. I'm not saying you're wrong, but here's what I am saying. Dan Snyder ain't got no dirt on him. Bet. No one does. No one does. And if they do, they don't want to talk about it. No. He ain't got no dirt on Rob Walton. I'll tell you that. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Sure. Am I? Come on. Yes, I'm sure. Come on. Hey, I bet you that David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, went through such a vetting process that there's no way. And allegedly he's hiring, like, investigators. Yeah. To me, there's only two owners that are 100% in the clear here. Who is that? One of them being Shahid Khad, and the other one are the Green Bay Packers. That's... <laughs> <laughs> so it looks, it's like this. I think everyone else has blood on their hands. 
Jim Ursay, who owns the Colts. Are you guys familiar with old Jimmy Ursay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beloved in the Baltimore community. Ouch. Mm, 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 mm. Any references to him in he's, the wire? He's Baltimore's Stan Kroenke. Yes, there was a reference to Jim Ursay in season two of The Wire, uh-huh. actually. <laughs> they put his face on a dartboard. The dock workers. Now, his dad, or was it Robert Ursay? It was probably Robert Ursay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So his dad, Robert, owned the Baltimore Colts. Mm-hmm. And that was after he tried to buy the Rams or something, and that was super weird because that didn't work out for him. I couldn't give you every detail, but that's something to do with the Rosenblooms. Long story short, Jim Ursay is at this owner's meeting, and I guess they're all closed doors thing. Of course. Right. Yeah, yeah. But – like all of the NFL, it's the kind of meeting that they sweep for bugs first. It is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the kind of meeting where they tell you it's at the Four Seasons, and then, but it's then it's actually at the Marriott, mm-hmm. and, and, and you have like a a decoy drive yep. your car there mm-hmm. when you actually go to the real spot because reasons. Yes, they. So Jim Irsay comes out of they this, them. Thank you. <laughs> so Robert, Jim comes out and he's. He, like, opens the doors to the yeah. meeting. And he looks for the media. <laughs> he says, you got you to gotta stand for something. We don't stand oh. for Dan Snyder. And I think we got the votes because now it's, like, public understanding for some reason. Oh, this has been a rule forever. No one ever really acknowledged it as a thing that existed. But sure. if 24 of the 30 most powerful men in the world, billionaires, if they don't want you in their billionaire club, they can just vote to kick you out. And Jim Ursay is looking for anyone with a microphone. Yep. And now it's Ursay versus Snyder versus the NFL versus I am I'm a million times in. Oh, of course. I could not be more excited. This is must see TV. This is distracting from the actual game. Yes. Because right now it's better than with the, the game. product yes. on the field mm-hmm. on Mondays and Thursdays. Basically everything except for the red zone on Sunday morning. The season has been garbage so far. This drama, this TMZ BS is way better. Ursay's trying to get ahead of this because he knows the foul that Snyder has on him is super thick. Hey, but Jim Ursay don't care about that. He don't care, though. Jim, Jim Ursay has not just tripped up. Jim Ursay has fallen on his face. Mm-hmm. You know what Jim Irsay loves? Drugs. You know what Jim Irsay loves? <laughs> Sex. You know what Jim Irsay loves? Violence. Rock and roll. He's literally all those things. Okay, note to self. Become, party with yes, Jim Irsay. 100%. Okay, okay mm-hmm. sweet. Me, Irsay, and Gronk. That's what? How did, <laughs> where'd you get this Rolodex? He likes to party. He said to reporters, quote, he, talking about Dan Snyder, can investigate me till the cows come home. It's not going to back me off. Because he don't care. Sure. Mm. And I think he has, like, organizations and, like, donations and an effort for, like, mental health and this kind of stuff because he's owning it. Yeah. He's not selling upskirt shots of when Pat McAfee used to play for the Colts. No, he is not. That's a Dan Snyder move. Allegedly a Dan Mm -hmm. Snyder move. Jarrah might have put him up to it just to have dirt on him. All right, so Jerry's running his mouth, too. Yes. Yep. But Jerry's running his mouth and he want to listen. Jerry's running his mouth at Robert Kraft. And by the way, Robert Kraft is getting married like five minutes after his wife dies. That's a whole other story. And then. Ah, the old Lance Armstrong. The, the, the old Albert Pujols. <laughs> so 
he's trying to pick fights with Robert Kraft because Jerry don't want nothing to change. Jerry's on the top. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry's making all the monies. Neither, none of these guys care. Oh, that's where you're wrong. So uh, the only thing they care about is what leaks. Which information does some other owner have on me? Is it like the slave labor camps in South America? That one's pretty bad. Or is it like the marital the marital indiscretions? That one's not so bad. We'll bounce back from that one. Which one is it? How how damning is it to their enterprises? Not all these dudes are businessmen. Some of these dudes Ursa won in this spot because it's a family deal. Sure. And that's like a lot of these deals. Yeah. The Waltons. Yeah. The Davis. Bidwills, McCaskies. Yeah. The Browns in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I think the Lions. Well, yeah, Ford. Doesn't Bob McNair's wife own the Texans? Like, it's not even like the person. Like, yeah, all it's the of, wife. Yeah. The Hunts, the Carrolls, all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Hey, Rob Walton. 19. Rob Walton could literally buy the whole NFL. Oh, he don't care. Like, every single team. <laughs> and that's just him. Just have his he own He doesn't have thing. to get his brothers and sisters in on it. Right. He's just Ooh. like, this is the, the NWL. The only thing that would hold him out would be like Jimmy and D Haslam, and they'd be like, "Wait, we, we got to worry about the split." Like, <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why? Rob Walton could like buy his own league, and he shouldn't buy the NFL. He should buy like the USFL since it's the great value version of the NFL, anyways. Nice. That's is Ursay the ultimate weapon of the owners because even if there is dirt. Like, Ursay's already mud. Like, you can't get yeah. him dirty. Mm-hmm. Right. I see the same thing with Dan Snyder. It's like, you can only go up from here. Like, if Dan Snyder uncovers all of these horrible dealings that all the other NFL owners are involved with, this air quotes dirt on everybody he has, everybody except for Shahid Khan and the Packers owner, i.e. me, I'm a Packers owner. Okay, that's not true. I have a sh- I have a piece of stock. It's not a real thing. <laughs> okay. We don't talk. It's a napkin. All right, it's I a- got I got the board's email address. You seems know, seems real to me. You know what else I have? A printer at my house. I could also have a piece of stock. Yeah, I'm also a dudist priest. That's again. I'm a priest in the Church of the Latter Day Dude. The two. I have a slip of paper. <laughs> it's very real. The two things that you pray. I to paid for shipping. On both. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan Snyder can do a. Wait for it. Face turn. If he drops all this info on all these people, all their dirty dealings. And he becomes the hero? You stop it right now. Yes. How amazing would that be? Ziggy Wilf don't deserve this. Dan Snyder's disgusting alleged indiscretions, all the horrible things he did to women in his office. If that becomes the least of every single one of these owners, except for me and Shahid Khan... Like, he will be the good guy. This is a possibility. I think all of this means nothing. It's the NFL. Go on. It's the (laughs) NFL. Nothing is going to collapse them. Oh, sure. This is, it sounds good. It, 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 It sounds like something we can talk about and speculate, but it doesn't matter. Robert. I, I, I really feel that way. Jerry Jones said, I want to know why 
Roger Goodell gets paid bonuses, and Robert Kraft said, shut up, we're making hand, money hand over fist, and Jerry Jones said, I will end you. <laughs> and you don't think this matters? Nope. Hey, Robert, you want to bleep with me? <laughs> Do you remember when Jerry Jones convinced the NFL to not sell the Dallas Cowboys to Donald Trump so that he could buy them two years later after he got his money right? Jerry Jones. So Jerry Jones is the reason for all of this. Oh, yes. He's always the reason. You're not getting what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure. No. (laughs) I'm pretty sure DJT was on this trajectory no matter what. So the reason they didn't let DJT in is because they thought he'd be doing all this weird dirty stuff. Exactly what Dan Snyder's doing. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly that. We can't let DJT in here. You know what he does? Records conversations. You know what he does? (laughs) Exactly what this guy's doing. All the pervy stuff, all of it, all the creepy financial stuff, all the litigating people mm-hmm. for no reason stuff, tying them up in court, all this Dan Snyder stuff. This is art of the deal stuff. The playbook's there, brother. Do you know about the Spanos? Do you know about them, Jesse? Well, Dean primarily. Okay. These people are weird. Yeah, they're fighting over. Them. They're, all... they're basically they're basically what the Lakers family are. Basically, yes. that's what it is. Oh, shame. The and... buses. And some of these guys, Shahid Khan, apparently Jim Ursay, keep running the list. They don't want to be associated with these weirdos anymore. They want these weirdos out. Yeah. They don't want me and you and fan of the NFL to think that the billionaire owners are all weirdo billionaires who do weirdo billionaire stuff. Which we know already. There's just no data yet. We don't have the evidence yet. You know 30 of these old creeps have just piles and piles of garbage on them, allegedly. When we get back, more on the great and powerful Oz as we pull the curtain back. It's two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Lunch, boys? That's a 6-6 diner. You already mm-hmm. know that. The weekend is New Mexico's Vodka, Teller Vodka. And Mondays, that's at Howie's Sports Page. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, so we're doing NFL owner power rankings. Stoked. <laughs> do you want to do like A, like A, B, C, D, F, like S tier, or do you want to go like actual numericals? Top five, bottom five? All right, or I you want to do grades for all of them? No, there's no reason to do grades for all of them. Because okay. there's some of them where you're going to say absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like the hunts? What are you going to say? Yeah. Cornerstone. Yeah, right? Yeah. Cool. They, uh, they've been around since the 60s. Top five, bottom five. I like that idea. The Bidwells are interesting to me because I hate the Bidwells. Having been in St. Louis. Mm. Oh, that's Cardinals. Had the Cardinals in St. Louis. Oh, my bad. You, hey, and you know what? Let me start over for the friend of the show. I shouldn't assume every NFL owner, owner is known to every team. So I'm starting over. The Arizona Cardinals are currently owned by Michael Bidwell. Cool. The thing about that is his father, Bill, because a lot of these teams, 20 of the 30, are all inherited. Yes. I hate them for professional reasons, but I can't think of a single personal reason, except that they write up weird contracts for their quarterbacks. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) The Bidwells are not in, and my ranking system is the line of sight (laughs) of Dan Snyder, who the guys Dan Snyder is trying to snipe. I don't have the Bidwills on the get sniped list. 
Well, there is that thing where none of the players can talk about political issues or anything. Yep. There's that thing just because his buddy. Good point. You know, was a Supreme Court justice nominee. Good point. I don't think that's that huge of a deal. That's that's very Arizonian, though. Being, it is being in our world, on top of like all the stuff that's in mass media, where you're going to hear it on Fox or Bleacher Report or ESPN, right. CBS Sports, wherever, right? You've heard like leakings and rumors about just about every owner or ownership group or owner's family. So this is very hard to do. To me, with Michael Bidwell, all I really know about him is I think he's an airplane pilot, too. That's kind of it. He thought Carson Palmer was good. So that makes me think he's not smart. <laughs> like, I can't be like, hey, he's up to weird stuff. He's not in the weird stuff category. Do I think Arthur Blank knew all about Michael Vick and his dog fighting ring? Yep, I do. I think you can find stuff down that avenue. You could just look at his face and tell he was involved. Well, he went to Appalachian State. I mean, let's... <laughs> he, his <laughs> eyes are too close together for me. He's got tunnel vision. <laughs> There's he's no way. The, he got the Machado eyes, what mm, you're talking about. Yep. Mm. There's no way to me that the owner of the Baltimore Ravens, Steve Biscotti, can live in Baltimore. Also, I love biscottis, like when I get a nice hot coffee from a nice Italian restaurant. I don't know what that means. But I know that he... <laughs> Is that a thing you get at Pinon Coffee? Do they have it there? You, you, they have them at Pinon Coffee, All yes. right, I'm back in. But I know, like, he is super wrapped up in, like, the Catholic Church. Regardless of what your opinion is on that, probably stuff you don't want people to know about. Like the Catholic Church? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's Not a great record there. I think David Tepper's in the clear, the owner of the Carolina Panthers. I think the Pagulas, Kim and Terry in Buffalo, I think they're in the clear. Yeah. I don't know anything that would say that any of these people are in trouble. There's so, a few that you're like, eh, not these guys. So as you're ranking them out, are you putting, of these five we just went through, is there a majority of them that want to get Ursay out? Snyder out or Ursay? Oh, I apologize. Or Snyder. Or both. No, right. That's yeah. the, hey, well, oh, that's the ultimate swerve. Let's just let's just Donald Sterling everybody <laughs> except for Shahid Cod and me, the Packers owner. Because we gotta find twenty four votes, right? Yeah. So then mm-hmm. you're looking for motivations. Yeah. Is it blank wants him out because he doesn't want the dirt on him? But Scotty wants him out because he doesn't want the dirt on him, or is it Tepper and the Pagulas want him out because they're not dirty? Like, get out of our club. You're weird. Because that logic, sorry, it should be all no. 29. By the way, today I just learned that the Kansas City Chiefs, the Hunt family, mm-hmm. that's not the catch-up hunts. I was kind of wondering throughout the history of football why there wasn't a bigger rivalry in between the Chiefs and the Steelers. <laughs> Hunts versus Hines. Yeah. The Hunts, that's oil money. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's a question. I thought it was condiment money. You thought it was knockoff cats up? Yeah, thought it was Hunts versus Hines. Hunts versus Hines. The Biggie versus Tupac. Brooks of is the, the number two ketchup. Brooks is? Yeah. What is a Brooks? What is Brooks? Brooks ketchup. Are you guys messing with me? No. No, not at all. 
Brooks is not number two. I thought great value was. Probably. Great value is probably number one. I'm going to break that down. <laughs> also, 32 NFL teams. I recognize I just said 30 a couple times because I'm rambling. Well, no, 30 that are going to be in trouble soon because, obviously, Shahid Khan and me, the Packers owner, we're, yeah. in, the, we're in the clear. You guys, all right, so this is not going to be good for radio, but I'm going to describe what I'm doing. I'm holding up my laptop. With a bottle of Brooks ketchup. I don't yeah. recognize that I've logo. I've never seen that You've never in my seen life. the rich and tangy no. heart on the side B logo Brooks ketchup? And by the way, who do they think they are charging $6.50 for ketchup? What? It's rich and tangy. No, you have to be rich to buy that ketchup. Dog, this is a 24-ounce bottle, though. I don't know how much ketchup you're putting on your free hot dogs at Howie's. <laughs> hey, and ketchup, as far as condiments goes, that game has changed post-COVID. Single serve. That's all you can find anywhere. Not interested. Give me the glass top bottle. Where did the 24 votes come from? What are the motivators? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm looking at these owners. Don't look too good. No. And if Green Bay goes to their fan base, or they have like voting partners. I understand how it works, whatever. The Green Bay Packers Incorporated Trust thing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're all going to vote yes. So there's at least one. But Jerry Jones, when they call me and ask me, I'll say, yeah, get rid of him. I would, I would also like to own the Washington football team. I would like to be a dual owner. Uh, Van says, I'd like to put in the same investment that Virginia McCaskey did in 1920. Um, the house, it was $100 to start, <laughs> to start the Chicago Bears in 1920. I'm in. Do you guys know who I thought Ursay was going to be? I thought Mark Davis of the Raiders was going to pull the Ursay. Just because of the, the moves that he's made, mm-hmm. you know, with people of color, the, the, the putting a woman higher up into yeah. the organization. Yeah. And then with all the stuff that Snyder has on him, I thought Davis would have done what Ursay did. And Mark Davis, and by the way, Carol's still in the mix there too, Al Davis's widow. You're correct, Robert. They're the ones who kind of push forward the social yeah. everything. Also, is it, hey, which of us? Because you put Mark Davis out there to talk to the media and be the face of this thing. No. Nah. <laughs> he looked like a Koopa Trooper. I ain't messing with him. Mm-mm. Give him a proper haircut and then let him. He still has his face, though. His face will still That's be the problem. There. Yeah. His face isn't that bad when it has a proper haircut. Why Show you, me a picture so I can agree with this. To us? I need a picture. Okay. There's no way you can find Fred, one. Fred, Photoshop a good haircut <laughs> on Mark Davis's face. His face with his hair combined, he looks like he looks like the neck of like a mushroom that's growing in the wild. And then if the stubby over toppy part of the mushroom also was vertically aligned with his face. He's a he's like a weird looking human being, and I'm not trying to be negative here. He, you know, you've heard of the bowl cut. Yes, yes. This is literally a helmet cut. It's like they put a helmet on him. Yeah. Took the face mask off and cut everything else that that hung forward. Mark Davis walked into the barber shop, holding in his hand from the mid '90s Lego Town set, <laughs> and said, "Can I get this hair? Can I have holding, the Lego, sir? Holding the Lego man. That's what he said. Yeah." And the barber said, I got you, fam. Spaceballs cut. That's very good answer. Uh, can you give me a haircut that makes me look less of a fat skeleton? Mm-hmm. 
Can you give me a haircut where it looks like the cotton part of the Q-tip that you shoved into your ear didn't twist, but then pulled it directly out? Oh, yeah, no problem, sir. Uh, Barber, have you heard of a yarmulke? Say no more, fam. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) Hear me out. It's a ring pop, okay, but it's on my head, and it's just the top part Mm -hmm. before you bite the bottom off. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you, fam. Uh, have you ever seen a, a doily with a mullet? That's what I want. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember whenever your uh, infantile child, like supposedly a daughter, got a brand new Barbie doll and cut the hair off itself? Can yes. you duplicate that? That'd be great. <laughs> can you get, Can you give me the Lloyd Christmas, but like at the end of the movie? Yeah. Like when he had to grow out his neck hair because he's an Aspen. So incredibly smart. Yeah. And the answer to all those things is, yeah, you can't talk to the media, Mark. We have to send Jim Ursay, the powerlifting rock star from Indianapolis. That's what we have to do. And Jim Ursay's out there fighting. He's swinging. Haymakers. Out the gate. Yeah. No one will ever confuse him for the MyPillow guy again. Wait, when did they? <laughs> Why did they got a similar look. They should now. Do they? They should now. They do. It's not far off. I don't think he looks anything like the my pillow guy. Wait, are we talking no, about you know, are we talking about a brunette Mark Davis or like regular Jimmers? Regular Jimmers. Brunette Mark Davis. That's pillow guy adjacent. The only reason why you don't see it is because the pillow guy used a lot of dye on his hair. That's and prob- his mustache. Probably true. Also, Mark Davis hasn't been in no TV shows, and I think Jim Mercer was in your favorite show, Parks and Rec, and I don't know why you're not more of a supporter of this. I'm indifferent. Do you want Dan Snyder out the thing? I don't know yet. I do. Yeah, he's got to go. He's got to go. Hey, two months ago, uh-huh. I would have said, yeah, get rid of this creep. But you don't want him out because you want the dirt. You I want, want the dirt on everybody. <laughs> I want him to flex. What? <clears throat> on other 29 billionaire losers in the NFL. I want him, I want to just the worst 30 for 30 ever on each one of these guys. But see, I want both though, Van. I don't want him to be gone and we don't get any info. I want both of these things to happen. Like his parting move as yeah. he gets kicked out. Is he just hits hits the nuke button? Yeah, it's Jerry Maguire leaving Jerry Maguire. Like, <laughs> yes. Takes the fish with him, and you're like, what? (laughs) Who's coming with me, man? Shaheen? (laughs) (laughs) I believe in you, Dan Snyder. And you're like, why why are you here, not Reese Witherspoon from the 90s? What was her name, not Reese Witherspoon? (laughs) You knew there was something up whenever he was like, I think we're going to stick with this Redskins thing. It's it's pretty sweet. (laughs) What? What the what? There's a chance that he can become the third least creepy one if he lets out all this information. Oh, okay, mm. who's going to surpass him? Yeah. I said third least creepy. There'll be like 29 other 29 There's owners no way. who aren't Shahid Khan or me, Van Nunley, the owner of the Green Bay Packers. What has Amy Strunk ever done to anyone? We're about to find out. We're going to find out. <laughs> and I want to know. Uh, guys, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Amy, um, avid equestrian. And you're like, what? <laughs> we did actually know that. I, b- I believe that's something that her cattle breeding husband. 
talks about all the time. Oh, you mean the one who died in a car accident? How do you think that? What are you insinuating here, Dan? No. I'm just not, I'm not into those types of people existing in my professional world. I know who's sweating bullets. Nobody's even thought about it. Minnesota Vikings owner. How so? Zygie Wilf. Yeah, he's a weird dude. Born in West Germany. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Hold on. You got it backwards. (laughs) Their family was like in the Holocaust. They were on the right side of that thing. Wait, wait. So we know as of now. Exactly. Allegedly. (laughs) Yeah, that's an excellent point. Maybe Dan Snyder has. I'm telling you. Dan Snyder has the real 23 and me's on this. The Wilf family. He's holding heat. They did get caught up with a lot of racketeering stuff. And uh, by the way, it's a weird acronym to choose for your last name because we all know Wilf stands for widow. I <laughs> feel like what? Yep. <laughs> Moving on. Two men on 95.9 <laughs> FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Okay, so the texture is going a little bit, and I get it. Here, like what I'm about to say is I very much mean what I'm about to say. It's weird to me. If you're associating the heinous crimes of Dan Snyder with the substance abuse issues of Jim Irsay, those are two different worlds entirely. Cannot stress that enough. I agree. Yes. Okay. Friend of the show who has a belief that because Jim Irsay has a struggle with mental health and substance abuse, not the same as Dan Snyder who has systematically exploited, literally exposed individuals in his workforce targeting women and the litany of other accusations that we can destroy all by choice. Right. It's not that. No, it is not the same. Okay. We're on the same page. Also, I'm going to chastise people for drug use. Just throw out my 20s. Yep. Yeah. We go through this one a lot. I don't do drugs. Like, we've talked about this. Yeah, like zero times. Zero times have I done drugs. Well, no, not exactly true. When? Oh, when I had COVID. Yeah. Dr. Van prescribed some edibles for you when you had COVID. Did not help. Well, it helped helped me knowing my boy was safe. I was not. I had COVID. Oh. (laughs) Robert, we weren't friends when I had COVID. Not great. Oh, you don't have to tell me. You had COVID. I did, yes. Your COVID sucked. I had diet COVID. If you could tell someone when you had COVID, you could tell how bad it was. That's true. Sure. But Fred had it early. Yes. And yeah. he's Ugh. like Kevin Durant soft. Ooh. Like, so it was really bad for like, him. Like the top of his hair soft? Like top of his head? Receding hairline at the top soft? I, b- I believe there's merit to that. Cradle cap. Cradle cap, that's what I call it. I call it a a Mark Davis cap. (laughs) (laughs) Those are different things. I need to be very clear. Wildly different. Wildly different. Mm -hmm. And individuals who have had that struggle in their life, that addiction, Mm -hmm. you can do anything in the world after that, after you overcome it. Here's the thing. You never overcome it. You always battle it. You battle it forever. Sure. Speaking of a battle, 7-4, bottom of the seventh. Padres out in front of the Phillies, and we're about to have a series here in the NL side, boys. Did you watch any of that NBA last night, Rob? 
Actually, I didn't because I already knew what was going to happen. It wasn't even close, right? Right. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. And I don't want to do way too early prediction stuff. But. But. <laughs> but that's exactly what I'd like to do right now. We're going to see a lot of games where Harden goes for over 30 and the Sixers lose. We're going to see a lot of those games this year. Because they ain't the team that you guys think they are. By the way, Tatum and Brown combining for 70. 35-35. It's a good day. It's a good day. Everyone on their squad scored except for Sam Hauser. What? Well, we know they're. That's mean. We know we know their coach that's not on the bench scored as well, but I ain't going to talk about that. Dang. That's the Laker in you coming out. <laughs> Got to throw a jab at those Celtics. They're going to be very good this year. Who? The Boston Celtics. They're going to be un- – I don't think they'll lose a the game. They're going to lose a game against the Heat on Friday? No. Magic? No. They're terrible. Everyone is terrible except for Boston. As good as Boston is, is as bad as the Lakers is. Are. They. It might be. This is, like, I'm not to be that guy. It might be November before the Lakers win a game. <laughs> Let me look at this schedule. The Lakers aren't going to be that bad. Why are you saying? Why are you lying? If the brow stays healthy. If LeBron James stays healthy, if they get any kind of effort out of their peripheral pieces, they're going to be like four or five seed in the West. God, you're so dumb. Mm, and have no. a chance and have a chance to do damage in the playoffs. All right, hear me out. Uh-uh. I'm just going to run some games until November. Okay, there's not a lot. Okay. Do they beat the Clippers tomorrow? No, that's a blowout. Do they beat the Trailblazers on the 23rd? That might be their win. What? That might be. Why are you lying again? Uh, Dame Lillard. <laughs> uh, there is no way. That might be their win. There's Anthony Simmons is on that team. Who? Exactly. Gary Payton Jr. Okay. Now, now you're warming up. Is that Grant kid still up there? He's pretty good. They got players. Horace's boy? The sharp kid, is he still up there? The Nuggets, they play the Nuggets twice before November. They'll lose both those. Double L's. And your pick to win the NBA championship van, which was a stupid pick. The New Orleans Pelicans? The Timberwolves. <laughs> That's Robert's pick. No, they're going to make the playoffs. It will be November the 2nd. When they play the Pelicans. I'm a big Pelly guy this year. They won't beat the Pelicans nope, either. That's, a, that's another L. Hey, their first W. Big Pelly guy. The Lakers will be sitting. Five, six, seven. They'll be sitting one and seven as they beat the Jazz on November the 4th. There we go. That's it. The Jazz and Sacramento are going to be their wins. They'll be three and ten to start the year. Because Russ Westbrook is afraid to do anything that helps the team. He was a bad fit from the beginning. But blame the GM. LeBron? LeBron, LeBron. James. LeBron. Yes. Trying to get his boys rings. It is an embarrassment of Richards for the Golden State Warriors right now. When Steph and Clay were hurt, yeah. every single one of their picks were home runs. Yep. 
or in case of the NBA, every single one of their picks were super accurate deep three-pointers. Everyone they picked up, <laughs> everyone they picked up is an excellent basketball player. Actually, and then you get Steph Curry mm-hmm. and Klay Thompson back. It is just the way it worked out is absolutely phenomenal. You could take that one, Fred. Padres are now up four on a solo shot by Manny Machado. Manuel Machado. And you will say, but Fred, it sucks that I missed that. I was driving home. You'll see it on every top play tonight as this ball was hit out of the freaking building. It was a no-doubter. He didn't even finish his swing. 424 feet. Not bad. That's all right. 108 off the bat, Robert. Say, no Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, I was about to say. Dude, that was a bomb. Yeah, a pointless game didn't matter. 490? Mm-hmm. Was it the hardest hit ball of Kyle Schwarber's career? The hardest hit ball in Petco Park history? The fourth hardest hit ball in this whole season? 162 games. That was number four. By the way, the first three were all Giancarlo Stanton. Pretty good. <laughs> Why do Doug Christie's kid and Scottie Pippen's kid both play on the Lakers? You gotta have some storyline. So you gotta have something positive to so talk they can about. Play with LeBron's kid. I was about to say, Is, who's Pat Beverly's dad? Someone check. Pat Beverly. Yeah. Hmm. I know a lot of Beverlys. <laughs> Frankie Beverly. Ah. Uh. Did he play in the league? <laughs> <laughs> Where we get back, more two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Friend of the show, John joins us. John, how are you? I'm doing fine, you guys? Doing good, brother. Good, What's brother. going on? Hey, you know what? Everybody talks about all this development, all the money they're pouring in, the teachers, and uh, everything, all economic development. But... I'm an electrical contractor in northern Mexico. You can't find people that are willing to work, and you can't find anybody that has a 40-hour attitude anymore. And so where is this going? And they're dumping money into something that's not going to work because you don't have the quality of kids, uh, let's say, 20 years ago. So how is this going to work? The... And John, you may have. Were you trying to call KKOB? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, John, you're on the wrong one. This is yes. the sports animal, John. So, we're actually. Oh, the sports animal. You know what? <laughs> hey, how about the local coach team? Yeah. <laughs> hey, here we go. You're the best, Jay. Thank you. That's, that's the best one we've ever got. I, I heard it was really hard to find good workers during COVID. Yeah, I agree. The, the COVID benefits were more than what they would have made anyways. Somebody go get TJ Trout. But now, yeah, John, um, I believe it's 246-7707. Is that accurate? Is that their number? The KKOB number? Sure. No, it's 505-243-3333. Is it really? I thought he was trying to tie that into the NFL owners somehow. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was, was like, waiting for it. I was like, wait, 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 hold on. He's going somewhere with this. And I loved it. Yeah. Uh, the listener hotline for to connect with TJ Trout and who's over there right now with them? TJ Trout and Michael Trujillo. Is no, that right? Is, that, is there a city councilman over there right now? I don't know. Is that Pat Davis? Pat Davis? But uh, John, I might agree with you here if you're still with us and yeah. didn't switch over to KKOB. Uh, 
I believe young people shouldn't be forced to go to college and rack up all this debt that we're going to have to bail out anyway. Sure. Go learn a trade. Go to trade school. Trades don't carry. Plumbing, electrical, construction. You know, there's any number of things you could learn and make great money as a young adult. Van, where were you when I was a teenager? I was about to say, Robert, going into the military so hard. Why did you not give me this information as a teenager? Well, I respect. Why could you not have been my father? Robert, I respect your life's journey. And it led you here, yeah. here yeah. with us, and I wouldn't change a damn thing. So brother. the three of us are a prime example of the melting pot that is this profession. Robert with military immediately after school. Yep. You, college dropout. Correct. Me, college educated. Uh-huh. We're all sitting right here in the same the room. Same place. Sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. 505-243-3333, the KO, KKOB listener hotline. Cool. So there you go. I should have done better, fellas, because I when I I don't answer, hate it. When I answered the call, he said I want to speak to the guys. I should have known when he didn't say mm-hmm. the boys. The boys. That's yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because Pat Davis was on with T.J. Trout, okay. who, by the way, friend of the show, Pat Davis. Yeah, friend of the show, T.J. Trout. Yeah. I very much am into the energy that they bring to the world of politics here in the state. Agree. City. Pat Davis, city guy. City. City councilman. Also, I'm a big fan of John who called in, so yeah. thank you, John. I like that energy. Because I agree, but I'm not freaked out about the Lobos losing a closed-door exhibitioner against Northern Arizona. I do no. not care about Does that at all. Does not matter. No. You know what I want to know? talk about the game. No. Talk about practice, man. I, I know my boys can run at elevation. I know that. That's what I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, you know what else I know? I took time to get headshots of my new assistant coaches so we could put them on the website. That's what that game's for. Appreciate you. Hey, I'm not even joking. That game is for getting action shots of assistant coaches so you can put up tweets down the road. That is all that game is for. Northern Arizona. And by the way, Northern Arizona, beautiful. Love me some Flagstaff. You know that. Yeah, good for them. From the texter. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, that's not making the air. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you got to vet the texter before you go to the texter. I mean... It's not wrong what fre- old OG friend of the show Andrew is saying. No, it's not wrong at all. We need to change the verbiage a little. And I'll put that on air. Yeah. Also, the last text to the 505-246-0610 text hotline just says trick pelvis. I don't even know what that Whoa. means. Okay. All right. We're, we're talking about a hamstring or you something at some point? Go ahead and call back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's figure this trick pelvis out. Wait, what time was that? This earlier? Don't know. <laughs> oh, God, like 15 yeah, minutes. Like a minute ago? 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Was I talking about like Lego man legs? Is that what we're doing? I have Does that no have something idea. to do with that? This is I'm, a, I'm scraping the inside of my brain, and I can't think of what this is in reference sometimes to. Sometimes this is a good show. Sometimes this is a weird show. I'd like to think it's both most of the time. And not good, by the way. Great. The dichotomy of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, check the numbers. We're right there. Robert, you're out of town this weekend. Where are you performing? I will be at Tempe Improv Saturday. But before that, tonight I'll be at Bourbon and Boots. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my What's goodness. What's up? We, Eight o'clock. Hey, did you get a text on that man? I didn't get no text. Hey, I mean he's a busy he, guy. I, I'm, I'm here. I was going to tell you like now. <laughs> like this is me telling you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, when do you go on? Yeah, uh, you, you know what? That's the worst thing you can ask a comic. Okay. So I have this opinion on only only because I don't do what Fred say. Well, what Fred knows that I do on my podcast. 
on FM radio. Whenever we get back, Robert is going to go behind the curtain on on if you want to jerk the curtain or not at a comedy show. <laughs> okay. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, Robert, I'm going to give you my opinion, then I want yours, okay? Well, I got an opinion already. All right, go. We got to change that with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. I've been saying. Yeah. Yeah. Let's sit down. Let's do it. We'll do a little, we'll do a little production meeting. We'll we need a few of them. We should rotate in and out. Yeah. We already completed our first year. That's true. That's we got to we got to retire it after a year, right? The name of the show? No, 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 no. The intro. Oh yeah, it's got to go. Yeah. What would we go with now? All right, a little behind the scenes. We'll do a little production meeting right now. <laughs> so Dan Snyder centric. That's not. See, that's not. We that's can't not a good it. one. No. Well, you just run it for a week. And then we'll do another fresh one. So we did it. This one is obviously like an at-bat one, right? This that is, is like, accurate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, you, we'll just be transparent. I wrote this one. This to, one To help establish the name Two Men Two On. Men yeah, it's a baseball yeah. thing. Very, Correct. very clever. And I, I carried the workload and kind of did it all, and you guys did nothing. So do you guys want to maintain that standard, or are you guys interested in contributing a little bit this time? Well, it depends on how low or high you want the quality. Hip-hop. Okay. Well, you're all the way out. <laughs> Also, also, it depends on how long you want to ride that high horse. If you want to stay on it, we'll just let you just let you stay up. The there. The next yeah. one I would like to do is 1996 Chicago Bulls. Like that's the next one I want. Okay, I all think, right. I think that would be good. All right. Well, I'm a good tipper, so I can't be pipping. No, you're definitely Rodman. It's very good. Okay, you that's are definitely Rodman. I, I left an ellipsis there. Oh, this but one, you just slammed it home. <laughs> You are not Robin. Slammed at home, no. just like Horace Grant would. No. no. He's, he's Rodman. No, you're like. No. You're okay. nerdy Steve Kerr. No. Steve Kerr First would off, have how never. How dare you? Nice, Steve Kerr, nice try. Steve Kerr does not have a lifetime ban at Universal Studios. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, but so, I bet you Rodman so does. <laughs> me, me and Dennis Rodman do. Okay. Has been known to dye their hair. Check. Got you. Has been known to try on women's clothing. Not currently, but historically, check. Kicked out of Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. only the only part we differ is sleeping with Madonna and being an all-time great rebounder. Besides that, hey, look, we both love... Wait, what type of rebounder are we talking about? Cape Cods. Yeah, nice. I love that, I love that drink. A little vodka and cranberry. All it's right. a great drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're a member of the NWO. That's another wrestling reference. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. But but sweet. guess what? It's perfect because Rodman had no clue either. Yeah. Oh, boom. He was just out there. Just participate. Yeah. Also, Show up. Also, I, I still, I don't know if I can get away from the idea that you're a John Paxson guy. I just feel like you're very John <sighs> Paxson. Okay. Nah. You're, now you're focusing on my looks. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he's doing. Me and Robert here, we're focusing <laughs> on we're focusing on energy. Yeah. We're getting to the meat of the matter. Okay. I got that BRE. Oh, okay. Bill Cartwright. Again. <laughs> You're looking at my 23 and Me results. No, well, he's a and trying to. Bill Cartwright's not a. He's a. Oh, Bill Cartwright. Yeah. You know who I was thinking no, of? No, I don't. Who was the the Winnington? Wait, you said you said 96 Bulls, right? Well, I was going with all of them. Oh, okay. Also, right. Vans over here, like not Judy Kokosh, not Luke Longley. Yeah, yeah. No, we who get was, it. Who was the giant white guy before Luke Longley? Winnington. Winnington. Okay. Our 23 and me's are pretty close. Why don't you know your 90s Bulls as well as you should? I know the good ones. I got to know the whole thing. Like, basically, my brother, Dennis Rodman. That's- <laughs> like, we're basically <laughs> twins. 
When performing, okay? Yeah. When there are acts. So anything that requires acts. Yes. I'm talking about stand-up. I'm talking about music. Heck, I'm even talking about a play. Okay. Okay. I want to be in the opening act. I don't care about closing it out. I don't care about being the quote-unquote headliner. Get in, get my monies, and get out. I know my product's going to be the same throughout. And if the leadoff hitter is Aaron Judge, thank you. the rest of the show is going to go fine. But here's the thing, because he sets the plate, it better go better than fine. It has re- to. Because these other Yankees in this lineup, they got to elevate themselves. So, Robert, that's why I ask you. Yeah. You jerking the curtain tonight at Bourbon and Boots? I want to. They never let me. What's the problem? Who's they? Whoever books me. You know. The man. <laughs> you know who they are. The the man. The establishment. You need me to put in a call? Um, He's not going to listen. Because <laughs> I, I, told, I told him last time. Hey, you know, I don't have to go last, right? Okay, you go next to last. <laughs> nice. What good is that? I'm with you. I'm with you on that because I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Open, you, open the show especially, with some energy. Yeah, especially as a consumer. If you make people wait, if I'm yeah. that consumer, I'm leaving. Okay, well, on the other side of the coin – you're obviously the best. You go first. They're going to leave after you go anyways. No, no, no. You're the best. You go first. They're going to make sure they get there in time. It's, thank you. They're already there. And, and see, that's why. When I, like, Van, I like my rationale. When <laughs> Van asked me what time do I go on. You can't say. I can't tell you. If it was first, I would tell you. But if it's not, yeah. Reese Hoskins hits a moonshot. Make it a ball game again, 8-5 San Diego, going in the bottom of the eighth. Reason I, I should have asked you off the clock, that's very correct. Inning ended Because I got some. I got a checklist I got to knock out, but I'd also like to see you right down the street from my house. So <laughs> I, got some, I got some chore I got to do, but if, yeah. uh, if you're not a real busy guy. Exactly. Out of the inning is San Diego on a 6-4-3 kind of rollover ball. Ooh, bang, bang, play. Bryce Harper. All right, so you're at Bourbon and Boots tonight telling jokes. Yes. Do you use the word telling as a verb when you're doing jokes? Is it slinging? Is it like, what are you doing with your jokes? Uh, that's a good question. I never thought about that. Do you, not, do you not, write anything tonight or you just roast them? No, no, I'm not roasting. I'm not, I'm not doing any written. I'm doing crowd work. Your crowd work is a roast, though. Like, I've seen it a lot. It's very funny. Yeah, for sure. It depends on the energy of the crowd. But not you, loyal listener. You're no, fine. No, you'll be fine. You show up. Yes. Wear your two-man-on shirt. Yeah, you're good. If I show up. Safe zone. If I show up in my buck face shirt, then do I get a pass or do I get targeted? Oh, you get. Are you coming or not? <laughs> I'm not saying. Well, okay. I'll tell the truth. Since you're like what? What are you six five? Yeah, well, I mean, maybe like a short six five. I will definitely act like I don't know you. Yes. Nice. Pull you on stage, and that will be my set. So a plant. You're talking about a plant. That's frowned upon in the industry, yeah. Robert. But but I would not have known <laughs> if he was going to show up or not. Uh, Do I get a microphone? Uh, no. So hold up. I'm going to get what I deserve. Exactly. That's not fair to me. I don't deserve that. Well, you need to take away 
Fred Slow's microphone, just like my Astros need to take away Harrison Bader's bat. Uh oh. As he hits a solo donger to put the Yankees up one rip. That's the best St. Louis Cardinal that's ever played for the Yankees ever. He's that's his fourth dong of the playoffs. Yeah. Really? Yes. That's the most, isn't it? Look at or all these your, Baders surrounding is, me every day. Isn't that the most in the playoffs, or is it your boy in in, in Houston? Uh, Jordan's only hit two. Yeah, okay. but, but he's played in less games because That's the Astros don't mess good. around and lose them. That was, off, that was off Justin Verlander. I like how Harrison Bader was like, if Marcus Mariota can be Offensive Player of the Week for the NFC, any little white guy can do anything. I got this. I'm going to go out there and just... Yeah, why isn't he a receiver for Tom Brady? Marcus Mariota? No, Harrison Bader. Because he's the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. <laughs> Told well, you. I told you, by the way. Do you remember just now when I said Marcus Mariota was the NFC Offensive Player of the yeah. Week? And Robert goes, what year is it? Yeah. Because <laughs> I was about to say, he only threw eight or nine passes. He had a perfect game. He was 13 of 14, 129 yards, two tutties. And a rushing touchdown. On 50 yards on the ground. By the way, I told you to take what? the Falcons in the points. Was that seven on seven? <laughs> this, is this what we've come to in the NFL? I'm just going to say it like this. I think he's very talented. Hells yeah. He's just in a, a bad spot. <laughs> the rebuilding Titans. Hey, but also Robert over here. Like Mike Vick has that game. Lamar Jackson has that game. Yeah. yeah but like Tyrod yeah. Taylor has that game. Truth. He, yeah, you know he, why? Yep, duh. You, you know why? Changing the game up. You never gave a comma and put the rushing yards at 222 yards. Mm. I mean, with that 50 yard rushing touchdown. I mean, also, to be fair. To be fair. Never in life will I say it. <laughs> To be fair, I've been talking up Geno Smith all year. Uh huh. So it's not just all Robert. <laughs> well, actually, Geno's got the numbers though. Mm hmm. Yeah, but he ain't got the skill. The Hawaiian Prince has got Marcus Mariota. Hawaiian Prince, huh? You don't think that's correct? <laughs> I don't even think he plays guitar. Damn it! You're welcome. I wonder if he knows the <laughs> person who was catfishing Manta Teo. Probably is that guy. I mean, they're all related. <laughs> that's what somebody told me one time. Whoa. You talking about Hawaiians or Hawaiians? Yes. Okay. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. We're looking for Mariota truthers. Reach out to the program. There's someone right now who saw that who's beaming. There's some like Oregon Duck fan. Oh yeah. Who's like at like belly? They were belly up to the bar when they saw her come across the ticker. They pushed back from the bar, and they swung their arms across the chest. <laughs> mm-hmm. and they said, "That's my boy." Marcus is my boy. There's some degenerate gambler since 2013 has been betting on Marcus Mariota to be the offensive player of the week. Yep. And he just has to keep doubling his Every- bets. <laughs> <laughs> Every week to get his money back. Now he can and afford like this, a Tesla. Yeah, this week it's like $640,000. <laughs> is he the uh, comeback player of the year so far? Yeah, and I called it. God, is Or Gino. Who is Gino. Smith? No, he's... But what did Geno come back from? <laughs> Irrelevancy. Ah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, literally the same place Mariota came from. I but think they're they're neck and neck, right? He had higher hopes, though. We thought Mariota was going to be something. Here's the thing about Geno Smith. He's got nine tutties this year. I want to make sure I had it right. Cool. Worst season of his career, garbage. Bottom of the barrel, Tom Brady has eight. So it's not like Geno Smith is doing anything incredible. He's just doing way better than he's ever done, which is awful. That's the year, literally the year Tom Brady got injured too, right? This year? No, his injury year is the worst he's had is eight. 
Well, this is right now currently Tom Brady's oh, tur- oh, oh, currently. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. At this point last year, Tom Brady had like 15 or 16 or 17 tutties. He's only got eight right now. Yeah, but he also, look who he was throwing to. But look, once the Botox wears off around <laughs> this type of year, this is when Tom Brady gets hot. Oh, you mean when Gronk comes back? Nice. Could be. Gronk can't come back until he gets all that um, something, something, candy, Halloween. There's a joke here I didn't have. Okay. We can revisit it. we got a lot of days till Halloween. I just feel like I really blew that one. It's okay. I set the bar too high sometimes. Fair. Two men on. Live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by the Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA Central Mexico. Lunches, boys. Lunches are at the 6-6 Diner. You already know. You know everything about that. The weekend is for New Mexico's Vodka, Teller Vodka, and Monday nights are at Howie Sports Page, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard Northeast. Come hang out with us as we hang out with you. Who's the Monday Night Football game this week? Yes. That's – all right, I know that's – it's Bears and Patriots. Oh, my goodness. Why are they – the <laughs> Bears are the only team that's worse than the Broncos. Thursday Night Football Justin week. Fields is the only quarterback worse than Russell Wilson. Why do they keep and getting airtime? not batting leadoff tonight in Bourbon and Boots, Robert this. Gibson. 95 8-5, Padres out in front. Padres have put runners on literally every inning. The Philadelphia Phillies, I think, are figured out. Where, where is San Diego hiding the trash can? Kind of crazy to this me. This seems unnatural. How this doesn't seem... Multiple r- runners on every inning. Robert, you've been pulling for San Diego all season as a big San Diego Padres fan. What about your team is so special? <laughs> the special thing about my team is uh, they're home right now. That's, yeah. <laughs> I also like spending time with my family. Yeah, pretty as much. As do the Los Angeles Dodgers. Pretty much. Are you referring to me and Robert as your family? Because we've talked to you about this. No, like my blood family. Not you guys. Friends are the family that you choose. I just hate you, dude. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite thing about today was when John called in. That was great. It was very funny. You know what was the best? Just let him talk. Oh, duh. I was like, (laughs) just let him go. This is a complex setup, but I'm sure he's going to get somewhere eventually. Let's just let him go. You know what's interesting about the three of us? And I don't know how true this stands for everywhere in town. The three of us are professionals, but also we're freaking professionals, and you can change that for whatever expletive you want. Sure. So whenever John calls the program and Robert slides him through the call screen, and then John is on the program asking us about hashtag kids these days and their work effort, uh-huh. I'm thinking, how did we all get here? <laughs> how did Robert <laughs> let this happen? How did we let this happen? <sighs> also, I appreciate that John... Has both the sports animal and KKOB saved in his phone. Yeah. That he, is really nice. He hit the wrong speed he dial. He hit yep. the wrong one. In his excitement. He went to talk to Pat Davis. I get it. Sitting councilman Pat Davis. When's the art project going to be done? Big I draw. I don't know. Weed aficionado? Cool. What is the oldest fight you've ever seen? The oldest, oldest? fight? Yeah. Uh, between people? Old people? Um, haggling over payment with a sex worker. That's a weird one. It's an Whoa. old fight. All right. If prostitution's the oldest profession, I think haggling over prices is probably the oldest fight. 
I'm going to guess. I see oh. how you got there. Yeah. Maybe tighten that one down a little bit. Well, I mean, it was freestyle. I yeah. Mean, it's not a bit I have. <laughs> By the way, Rob, you can have that one. I'm good. That's what I thought. Ro- <laughs> Robert's like, listen, there's this donut shop. Whenever I take my drop my kid off for school, there's these. I saw these old men fighting over their favorite spot where the sun comes in through the window in the morning. Mm. Yeah, I get that. That's a good one. Okay. I was going to say uh, – Larry Holmes and <laughs> <laughs> Holmes versus Foreman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jerry Cooney and Larry Holmes. So you're very close. Because <laughs> Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft, who are both 81, screaming at each other. Because Roger Goodell, hey, he make a little bit of he make a little bit of coin. Nice, nice coin. I don't know what an NFL team makes in a weekend in a home game. What's a real number? million? Sure. That seems fair. Yeah. Roger Goodell makes at or near $60 million a year. Ooh. Good work if you can get it. Good work if you can get it. You're talking, you make more than a million dollars a month? You make more than a million dollars a week? Like, wow. That's that's just the NFL numbers. Yeah. 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 That's not their Mm -hmm. actual jobs. Good point. So. Jerry Jones is saying in this closed-door ownership group where inevitably uh, Dan Snyder will lose his ownership opportunity and they'll have to sell the team and the people that come out of the woodwork for that will be impressive. Mm -hmm. But he says, Roger, explain your compensation. Let's put it on paper a little better. Actually, I don't hate that. Fair. I'm into that. Reasonable. Robert Kraft says, hey, we're both getting getting pretty high on the hog here. What are you even worried about? Let the man do his jobs. And Jerry says – don't expletive with me. Mm-hmm. Don't freak with me. <laughs> you want to make freak on me? <laughs> <laughs> and you know these guys roll. Like team president will be there. Yeah. Somebody from the front office. Somebody to carry a gun. Allegedly. That's going to be the most slow motion, hold me back yeah. bro fight ever. Who's the president of the Dallas Cowboys? Whoever it is, they're like... Isn't it his son? Oh, is it? Okay, then that's even better. Daddy Jones is grumpy today. (laughs) They're both going to hire somebody to fight him. Hired hands will fight each other. Right. Also, keep this in mind, 31 to 1, this was voted on. It's going through. They're going to redo the contract for Roger Goodell. The one guy who's in competition with this allegedly is Robert Kraft. Jerry Jones. No, 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 no. Jerry wanted this. He Jerry, wanted it. Jerry wanted it to be redone so that the structure of the bonuses were more laid out. Right. And That's why he voted against it. No, Everyone no. voted for it. No, no, no. I you got like, this backwards? You do. So Kraft votes against it because Roger Goodell helps him cheat and win all the time, and he feels like he owes him one. Because mm. he's like, no, just keep giving him $60 million a year for reasons. The way I read it is all 31 owners are like, yes. The way you get paid now is fine. You have all the bonuses. We don't care. Jerry Jones is like, no, 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 no. Take a step back. Let's take a look at these bonuses. And he voted against it. So the vote was to permit the compensation committee to open negotiations on a new contract. So it is being redone. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. But also, you know how these billionaire owners are. If they – if. They all hate Robert Kraft because he out-billionaired them mm-hmm. at this one specific thing. Everyone except for the Waltons. 
You can't out billionaire the Waltons. Well, here, hey, the Waltons are not <laughs> accidentally on primetime every night with the Broncos. Like, don't think that. Right? Oh, not at all. Walmart is buying up that advertising. Hey, watch this holiday season. Look for the ads. They're going to be everywhere. CBS, Fox, mm-hmm. NBC, something, something, Amazon. I don't really know how that'll work, but it will. There's going to be a lot of half-off Russell Wilson jerseys yeah. at every Walmart <laughs> across the country. You're at a Walmart in Florida. You can get, okay, Miami gear. That makes sense. Jacksonville gear. Okay, that makes sense. Why is there Denver Broncos gear here? Two-out RBI double by Astros catcher and nine-hole hitter. Martin El Machete Maldonado. Okay. Ties it up 1-1. Also this, if you're a Cowboys fan and you're screaming at the TV this weekend and you're like, that was a hold. It was. Mm. And they were told not to call it. Yep. Because this Mm. is what happens. Guess what? Because Roger ain't going to put up with this. Because we think that he runs the NFL. He don't. These owners do. Yeah. He's just the face of He's it. He's the face of it, the hired hand. And Robert's like, One what? of the owners can't put one of their own faces up there. No. Jerry can't just walk around and be like, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make insane amounts of money. Uh-huh. <laughs> we ain't giving nobody a piece. <laughs> Am I right, boys? <laughs> Not even Roger. <laughs> no, they got to have Roger Goodell do that. And Robert Kraft, who does weird stuff, by the way, Dan Snyder's got him lined up, bet. Mm. Oh, most definitely. Bet. So Roger Goodell is going to call down. He's going to say, hey, listen, maybe just keep those yellow flags in the pockets, boys. What's that? You guys all want benefits? Oh, I can make that happen for you. What's that? You all want full-time employment? Talking to NFL referee. What's that? You want a feeder system that allows you to work with Division One level sports, maintain a paycheck, not have to go back to your job as a mailman, whatever? Yeah, we got you. You're up here with me. Don't throw a flag in favor of the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboy fan, you're about to get cheated. Bet. Well, I mean, not as bad as they're going to cheat themselves by taking all-world quarterback Cooper Rush out of the lineup. <laughs> if you're going to shoot yourself in the foot, you'll let anyone shoot you, you shoot you in the foot. Jerry needs... Dak sucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jerry needs turmoil with everyone, though, right? He yearns for it. For sure. Hey, he ain't got a lot of time left. Let's get weird with it, brother. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't even know what started. Robert's like, I know what started it. Bob Kraft was like, Zappy's better than Rush. The, what? Yep. Let's go. It's unfair. Fist fight me. It's unfair and untrue. No one believes that. I got the power of Texas. I'm also God in Texas and <laughs> anime. <laughs> what was that last part? I just, just said <laughs> Anime? It's not something cool to yell. Between two 80-year-old men. Jerry Jones is like, yeah, that's that's something that an 80-year-old would do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they just heard their grandson say it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm a, I'm a super cyan, you, Robert. Yeah, don't you know? Listen here, Crafty. Yeah, yeah. glissy. <laughs> you're, you're, a, you're a glizzy guzzler. Yeah, figure it out. That just means I eat hot dogs, Jerry. Yeah. Getting out of my lawn. <laughs> yeah, see? Told you. Can you imagine the lines to the men's room at these meetings? Oh my! They have God. multiple. They have multiple men's rooms for sure. S- Still, yeah. Or yeah. the, or the changing table for their caretakers. Yeah, right. To switch out their depends. It's like it's multiple in a row, and you like you walk in just to wash your hands or whatever, and they're all in there because it's like a break. And you just hear blackberries typing as they're all sitting there. You're sure. like, who still has a blackberry? Yeah. 
Hey, Juanita, change his catheter. This one's itchy. My name <laughs> My name is Shirley. <laughs> Who is Juanita? What year's this? Yeah. We ain't in Texas no more. Jerry, we're often not in Texas. We travel a lot. You don't believe me, ask Troy Nimit. That's a, what? <laughs> Jerry, that was thirty years ago. I thought you were gonna say as Herschel. Okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so dumb. And we say this stuff all the time, like, hey, they're billionaires. they got to figure it out. For some reason, Dan Campbell's the head coach of a football team. Like, no, they don't have it figured out. Uh, you're talking about my favorite coach, Dan Campbell? If you are the measuring stick for who should be an NFL coach, the NFL is in trouble. Yeah, for sure. Deuce Staley? I was a big Ditka in New Orleans guy. Got that one right. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did a great job. I think Nick Saban in, in Miami or Atlanta, whichever yeah. team it was, will do really well. Yeah, it was Miami. <laughs> Flip a coin, Urban, Saban. <laughs> yeah. Don't give me either one. Don't care. Both winners. Now, since I own the New York Jets, I think we should pass on this Bill Belichick character. Loser. He won't be very successful. He won't answer any of my questions. <laughs> you see his press conference today at all? Did you guys catch any of this? No. That is a final in San Diego as Josh Hader closes it out, even out the series. Bill Belichick opens his press conference today with like a 10-minute, I'm not joking, a 10-minute rant, rant over how good the Bears roster is. Mm-hmm. Stop it. talented. That's a Belichick thing uh, to do. What is he trying to win? Uh, Coach of the year or something? Robert. He was like Paul Heyman coming out oh, at the gosh. opening of Monday Night Raw <laughs> telling you how bad of a dude Logan Paul is oh, as he's yeah. going up against Roman Reigns. Who hadn't lost in like a decade. Duh. Today, today isn't a record, but it's up there with yeah. wrestling references. Sheer volume. Well, I mean, I could have kicked out after two, but I thought I would... Two, <laughs> two that you remember. Okay, that's when you missed. That's he missed what I'm that saying. one. He missed that There's one. There's so many. We got to go to commercials so I can turn the Astros game on. Two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten D Sports Animal. All right, there's a little media thing tonight or what or last night. I dumb tripped over my words. So there's a little media thing today after practice for the Clippers. Okay. All talking right. about last night. So they say, Kwai, did you watch the Lakers-Warrior game? Kwai says, quote, I didn't watch it. I don't watch basketball like that. He's in the season. He's got to focus. He went to the Padres game. Okay, I mean, it's the playoffs. <laughs> not, not that he went. He was decked out in Padres gear. Good for him. I mean, everyone wishes they were a baseball player, like even talented basketball players, obviously. They're just living out as living vicariously through the San Diego Padres. What does he mean by basketball like this? Like that? Well, uh, I can tell you that. I can take this one, Van. Go, please do. <laughs> you don't watch it a lot. The game at all? That's what he's saying. I don't yeah. watch it like that. He doesn't watch it as a fan. He's like, I watch it, but probably, not like that. 
Yeah, he probably watches hours of film every day on himself and his opponents. So you're telling- I'll give you an example, All right. Fred. All right. You watch baseball. Sure. But Van watches baseball. But oh, yeah. So you don't I, watch I it don't like watch that. I don't watch it like that. No. Yeah. Yeah. But also this one, I don't watch basketball like that because that's different. He's talking about that's specifically to LeBron James and how garbage he is. That's the way you're hearing it. That's what I'm hearing. The way I hear it is, bro, I'm a professional basketball player. I ain't got time for that. Yeah, but he's saying I'm a casual fan. That's what you hear. <laughs> he says, he, says, me, he said, ahead, whoever we play, I'll see the film, but I pretty much will not watch the games on TV. That's what I hear. Here's what I know. I know that I hear him saying, I already knew before you knew. Like Golden State. That's what I hear, too. Yeah. <laughs> they were like. That's Golden State. 13-point favorites by Vegas. Like, everyone knew the outcome of the game. That's not what I hear. I hear, like, I'm a consummate professional. I'm too busy doing my job. If I have time off, I'm going to a friggin' playoff game not watching this garbage competition when I could be doing something better. Maybe he's one of those nerdo analytics guys. He's like, I don't even watch. I just look at the advanced stats. Yeah. Or he didn't play a lot last year, and he had all that time to watch it. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's watching basketball <laughs> last year for sure. He's probably tired of it. Now, if we're having a real fair moment, because I think there's sports fan out there that's like, this rationale I don't get. Like, you love the game, you play the game, why don't you watch the game? This is our profession, right? Mm-hmm. Do you listen to other sports talk? Because I don't. Robert, do you watch other stand-up comedians? Because you don't. I actually I don't. That's crazy you said that. You don't want to... Influence your craft. Yeah. Yeah. Poison your own water. Right. Mm -hmm. For sure. Does a carpenter listen? Does John, the construction worker, does he go home and watch TikTok videos of laying brick? Nope. I mean, in the defense. Maybe laying pipe. In the defense of our brother program in the morning, if I'm driving around in the morning, also very funny joke. Yeah. I'll let that slide by. Yeah. Thank you. In defense of our brother show in the morning. Like, if I'm driving around, I'm only listening to the OD. Well, that's different. If I'm in the gym, I'm only listening to the OD. Listen to the opening drive is different. Sure. Because that's a very different program. Correct. They know that they're smart as smart gets when it comes to sports. Sure. They can break down the Lobos and the Mountain West, and they can tackle sports in perspective that I don't personally have. Correct also. You know what I'm not listening to? That loser Jim Rome. That's correct. Yeah. I'm sure he's fine. Lovely person. Don't know why he didn't do the show. We're right there next to you at the Super Bowl. Just do the show. Yeah. Sounds like a blood feud. John Carlos Stanton, about two feet from a homer in right field. Did he cry to all the baby afterwards? Did he do that? Did he did he cradle a baby? That's a Cleveland baseball team thing. Oh, they don't they didn't take that over you? They should. They very much should. Trust me, the fans will. They're making the- Justin Verlander work. Top of the third in Houston. Verlander. One out, men on second and third. This is about to be his 58th pitch. Justin Verlander cannot pitch in the playoffs. In the third inning? Yep. Wow. He's terrible. Also, hear me out. Possible chant from the Houston Astro fans, just like pro wrestling. Who's your baby? Does that work at all or is that nothing? I like that. Let's shop that out a little bit. I like that one. It's close. Because if, if the Astros take over the baby thing, 
then I think it works. Yeah. Also, Astros fan, they got to be proactive, not reactive. Yeah. Also, if you chant, who's your baby? Yeah. That might be a very offensive to some of the players who that could be a legitimate question oh, yeah, and possibly true. pending in the court of yeah, law. Okay, understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas and all. Mm-hmm. Or they just act like they don't know, like they've been doing. <laughs> goes you don't out yourself. Mustache. Speaking of outs, Justin Verlander accidentally recorded his second one of the inning in the bottom of the third round. Verlander gets out of trouble again. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. Deep. 2K Basketball puts out their player rankings yesterday. Okay. So, Clay Thompson thought his player ranking was a little low. Okay. Okay. Before even looking at him, I'm going to say Zion's is too low. (laughs) My mistake, the rankings have been out for a moment, but the guy who makes the rankings was on NBA Today, okay? Okay. Relevant. So, so Clay Thompson says in the live stream comments, Clay Thompson, blue check mark, says in the live stream comments, Y'all really interviewed this clown. I thought NBA on ESPN <laughs> meant coverage of some of the best athletes in the world. Not interviewing a promoter. Do better, ESPN. Okay. Clay Thompson says goes on to say today, quote, I'd like to apologize to Ronnie 2K, the guy who does it. Mm. I was in my feelings about a fictitious rating, and I took out my anger on him with trolling in the comments. Cyberbullying is super lame and loser behavior, and for that I am sorry, bro. Good for him. Right? Good for him. Man, that's soft. How often does that happen? Should never happen. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about a game. 2K. He can be mad about that. Robert don't know what big gaming has got on Clay. Let me see. Let me see what he had him as, as his rating. Oh, hold first. on. In Clay's defense. Let me see. In Clay's defense. Come on. Yeah. They got yeah. him. Ranked 56. Come on, bro. As an 83 overall. Come Tyler on, Hero is ranked higher nah. than Clay Thompson. Can you recant Ouch. an apology? This is a textbook very good apology. You admit fault. You address the person directly. Swag. Explain your reasoning. Talk about... What was ridiculed and your own behavior? This is a perfect apology. For the wrong thing. Tyrese Maxey is two points higher in value than Clay Thompson. Who is that? Exactly. Listen to this. His three-point rating is an 88. Anything under a 90 is unacceptable. Anything under a 99 for Clay Thompson. That's bonkers. Also, Robert, why did you just say to me off the broadcast mic but only into my ear where no one else could hear it? Cyberbullying is lame. Bring back regular bullying. Why did you just say (laughs) that? I'm going to tell you why. Keyboard (laughs) warrior. Because there's a power button that comes with cyberbullying. Okay. You can walk away from it. Real life bullies, you walk away, you get hit in the back of the head. Ooh. Somebody's going to get upset, but, hey, that's what I teach my girls. In real bullying, (laughs) the power button is when you kick them right between the butt cheeks. <laughs> oh. Right in the power button. Robert, Robert, who has an NBA 2K ranking, he walks up to Ronnie 2K and he says, I bet you my rating will go up a little 1-2 right here. <laughs> Wait, you forgot. Oh, what's that? Send. Send. <laughs> <laughs>
I am not one. I, I have, we've talked about this. I have a couple of rules when it comes to like like bullying or teasing or jokes. Jokes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Things that you can't control, I do not attack. Like I will, sure. yeah, I will never ridicule you for your your race, your religion, your 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 credo, like those sexual orientation. Sexual orientation. Off yeah. limits to me. You cannot control that. I will not make fun of you for it. Anything else? Fair game. Oh yeah. Thousand percent fair game. Oh yeah. Those are perfect rules. Perfect rules. Yeah. Hey, you got like a you got like a mental health issue? I'm not gonna touch. Yeah, it. you can't do that. No. Let's let's say you fake somebody out of their boots where they comically slide all the way across the court. Yeah. And then you shimmy and then shoot an air ball. Oh, yeah. James Harden it. James Harden. Yes. That deserves ridicule. All You're day, an idiot. All yes. night. You're an idiot. You could have that could have been one of the greatest highlights in NBA history. Yeah. And you shoot an air ball after a pause, a little ellipsis. It was a little shimmy. And then yeah, a yeah. shimmy. You make fun of him until someone else does it. Worse. There's no. There, that's the only time limit you have on it. This like a guy breaking his own ankles, falling down. You doing a shimmy? That's basically cradling the baby. Mm-hmm. Like, the joke NBA Twitter. What is that? Black Adam Schefter. Sure, Black Adam Schefter. Okay. Let's let's say that one. It's unfair to them what James Harden did. Because the most ridiculous, memeable thing happened on the first night of the year. It'll be all year long. Yeah. Shaq and a fool. (laughs) (laughs) I I think we all three have apologized for something said online, right? Never. (laughs) Right away. Hey, Robert is a snap call on the river with pocket aces on that one. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Robert's like, nope. Nope. All in. You should see my social media about... Dog, I don't think I can handle your inbox. About... I don't need the anxiety. The anxiety that I give myself thinking about your inbox? Pre-COVID? Oh, man. I, I pulled up a couple for you. You've, you've, <laughs> seen, you've seen the receipts. Hey, quit saying stuff that we're going to have to apologize for later. <laughs> I can't believe, Robert, you you go on your radio show every day with... With all these droves of listeners and supporters and fans, and and just speak the truth, <laughs> and you're like, you're ba- you're basically the Rush Limbaugh of sports talk. I don't know if I, I know, like that, bro. <laughs> I know you meant that. <laughs> I don't I, want that. I don't, <laughs> your, don't want is that, that your moniker? Nope. One one Astros Yankees two down. We are in the bottom of the third, and that dude Kyle Tucker. I assume. Staring into the glass window is our neighbor, Mr. Eric Strauss. Dude. Knocking on the window. Yeah, Yeah, baby. Eric Strauss says, only because of Alex Bergman. Alex Bregman. Cheating. That was five years ago. That's... I agree with you, Eric Strauss. So five years ago, there was also this time there was also cheating in the Republican Party. Let's uh-huh. let's so lock him and Van in the studio together. Oh <laughs> watch him from the watch him from the window. Final words, boys. Too much for the time a lot of my friend. But anything we didn't cover, you can cover tomorrow on our opening drive with Jeff, JJ, and Amory. Come out to Bourbon and Boots. Get your laugh on with me. Eight o'clock. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke. Kyle Tucker gets one into the deep left center. Sacrifice fly, and he goes. Now there's no one on base. No sacrifice. It's just the end of the third. No big deal. Thank you.